Bad snap. Bobble. Oh. Scooped oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Good morning, East Lansing. Welcome into the Green and White Report. We're all back. We got Trent Pally here. We got Henry Menegos here. We back got is an understatement. Here. Oh, extremely I think I said back. that last week, but it actually is. Like when you say we're back or I'm back, we're like back. No, this this is we're this like is Cam seriously Newton back. in Carolina with a rushing touchdown Ooh. in the first quarter back. That's what we are. I don't know if we want to be that kind of back though, because that didn't necessarily work itself out too well. No, it did not. But it yeah. was a cool moment. We got a loaded show here. There's a lot to get into. Obviously, it's a victory Sunday for everybody who bleeds green and white. Another men's basketball win and a football win this year over the rival Michigan Wolverines. But we have to open with something different because Obviously, we're back. All three of us are here, and we might not be doing a show next week because we're going to have new jobs when the talent agencies find out that we sang Crunchy's karaoke last night. And we hit the road and yes. go on tour and get famous. So we're if, the next boy band. If it's 11 o'clock next Sunday and you guys don't hear us on the radio like we yeah, usually don't worry. are, don't worry. rambling about whatever kind of sports, we're going to be a... Eagles cover band. Or... Yeah, oh yeah. We, we will be That's great. just fine. I will buy tickets to that show, by the way. Henry is like, Take it uh, easy. who's your favorite Eagle? Uh, Glenn Fry. Oh, Good that's answer. a great answer. That's great a great answer. answer. Yeah. Anyway, we, Crunchies may have happened, or Crunchies karaoke may have happened last night. There was a plethora of WDBM employees there, including yes. Trent and I. Henry was in the vicinity, but couldn't make it over. Never made it over. It's too bad. It, it, I missed the right. Eagles, man. I didn't, you guys didn't even tell me. You know, it's only January. There's plenty of time left for more karaoke in the future. Yes. So there's no there's nothing to worry about here. Thursday through Saturday at Crunchies. No free ads though. There were there were some great songs sung. Uh myself and, and one Matt Merrifield we sang Wham. Matt will be joining us later in the program. You saw you sang four or five I, songs. I did like two share songs and yes. then um there was one share song when you were not signed up right but you just went up there with them and that well, was the great. guy i i would have never done that but the guy like told me to yeah he, so that because i was walking around to go talk to sarah and abby no one cares about this but yeah then the guy was like he knew you were a share fan yeah because i'd already sang belief so the other thing about karaoke is that we may or may not have a karaoke themed sparty awards later in the program Ooh. so we're just going to sing our way up till 1 o'clock here on the Green and White Report. But let's get right into it because we have a lot of sports to talk on this program. And we were all, everyone in the studio right now, it's a packed house today, by the way. We were all in attendance yesterday for Michigan State's 83-67 to win over Michigan. The Breslin was just rocking. We have a poll question at Twitter, at Green and White Report WDBM, in case you're interested in that. But it was another good win for Michigan State. They bounced back really nicely after that loss to Illinois, which was very important. They played well in really all facets. Max Christie and Joey Hauser led Michigan State in scoring. But really, you go up and down the sheets. Look at all the boxes Michigan State could check. They, they, they were a better team on the boards. They were a more physical team. They really scored the basketball in certain stretches. And they punched back when Michigan came out with some energy early. So Trent, you know... Initial thoughts on the win, really a lot to like for this Michigan State team. Oh, yes. And I know it's not 
the the world's greatest Michigan team. But anytime you can go grab a win over that team down the road, yes, you have to go do it. Especially after you know, given the context of what has already happened this season between these two teams, I think Michigan State, uh, the Spartans took it personally and they delivered. Um, I don't think I I, I got to give credit to my brother because after the game, I was talking to him as we so often do, and he basically and I I agree. This is his take. That team yesterday showed 90% of its potential. That is the best game that team has played all season. The only missing link was Gabe Brown in the first half. If Gabe Brown he finishes the game with nine points, which is not bad, but you know he's a guy and who's he, the most um, the, the best dunk I've ever seen at the Breslin Center. Oh my Center. gosh, yeah, that was the incredible. funny thing is that the second best dunk I've ever seen at the Breslin Center also was Gabe also Gabe yeah. Brown against Freshman Wisconsin. Year. Yes, I was going to say against Wisconsin is sophomore year, I think. Okay. There's like a million we could pick. Yeah, from. yeah, that's right. It probably was a sophomore year because he didn't play at all freshman year. Well, except for yeah. the LSU game. True. Big, big game. But beside the point, if Gabe Brown is able to just give you five in the first half to get to that, you know, ten point total or fifteen point total, whatever the case may be, then you know you're looking at a team that's up double digits at halftime and you're blowing teams out. So I really think that that was start to finish the best game the Spartans have played. They went in with a game plan, they executed, and every single player that touched the floor either scored or contributed and and there were I think 10 different players scored including Keon Coleman which was a pretty cool moment especially in front of all the recruits in attendance as well yes dude and you like, can't I, tell me that that wasn't played out that wasn't uh pre-planned a little bit yes like Tom was like hey go get some go throw them in there yeah but look uh overall the Max Christie to get his confidence back after the disaster performance in Illinois Gabe Brown to to basically stay locked in even though it wasn't his night offensively. Marcus Bingham Jr. to raise hell on defense. And I know people are going to say Jawan Howard would tell you that he didn't do a good job on Dickinson because Dickinson, if you look at the stats, had 25 points. But look, Jawan Howard deserves a buzzer. Oh, my God. Bingham blocked four shots, stole the ball twice, was a defensive menace all night. So I just don't – I don't – he, he deserves credit, okay? And look, you could go up and down the line. Joey Hauser, he deserves a lot of credit, too. You could give every single player credit, and I think that is the key for this team because they don't have a star necessarily, and if they do, it's either Max Christie, who's a freshman, or Gabe Brown, who's never going to score more than 20. So this is a unit. It's a team. That's what they were yesterday, and, man, they delivered. Here on the Green and White Report, we always like to think – for the bigger picture. We and do. we are halfway through the men's Zoom basketball out. season. I mean, yeah. it's it's February in just a couple of days. We have a poll question up on our Twitter account, at GWR Report WDBM. And we ask, what is Michigan State's NCAA tournament ceiling right now? The, the possible ones, national championship, Final Four, Elite Eight, or Sweet 16 or lower. Votes coming in currently. You can vote at Green and White Report, WDBM on Twitter. We'll get to that later in the segment. You can also text us with your thoughts, 517-884-8989. But honestly, if we go down the, the Michigan State report card, I think the the number one thing that comes to mind for me and Brennan Shabath, fellow basketball beat reporter, him and I were talking about this after the game, was obviously not just the game from A.J. Hogard that he had, but Tyson Walker as well, and the point guard play in general was really it was it was excellent against Michigan. Tom Izzo said it in his post game press conference. He was talking to Keon Coleman about point guard play, and he, he asked Keon. He said, "You know, if if a quarterback's kind of off, you know, do you run your patterns differently in football?" And Keon kind of said, "Well, it, it, I definitely do." Right. That was a theme of practice, definitely after Illinois. Hogard double double points and assists, which was unbelievable. Tyson Walker didn't record an assist, but he got a couple buckets when needed, and. 
really the the thing that's just defense too. Yeah, his defense was great on Eli Brooks, yeah. who had a terrible game, Not honestly. Factor. Yeah. But really the main difference in my opinion between this year's team and last year's team, and I was talking about this with Brendan, is the big man play on last year's team started to get going at the end of the year, but the point guard play was really never there. The point guard play this season, albeit a couple of games when it's taken a game or two off, it's been there all season long, and it's Honestly, my top reason why Michigan State won this game. Yeah, what's the saying? Hank Hank is going to have to help me out on this. It's like a, um, when you're trying to put square pegs in round holes. Or that's something it. Like that. that's, you, you nailed it, Isn't man. it the other way around or Triangle something like that? Triangle peg in a square peg hole. in a round hole. That. That's what the team was trying to do last year by making Rocket Watts run point, making Aaron Henry take the ball up. And look, it worked enough to win some big games at the end of the season, like you said. Uh, but it ultimately, in the big picture, it's the reason that you blew big leads to you know UCLA, and now your season's over. So I definitely agree with you, Sloan, that the point guard play this season has been a huge development for this team because you have two QB1s, as Tom Izzo would like to say. It's Tyson Walker. And you can play them both at the same time you if, can, if they're so inclined. Because Tyson can run the two a little bit. And I, the thing is, is A.J. Hogard's effort is so – I mean, it, it was on display yesterday – he strikes me as a guy who sometimes might check out a little bit. If he stays locked in, man, he could he could give you 10 and 11 every night. Well, I think that their styles are pretty complementary to each other. It's a little bit of a change of pace, but not too bad. And, yeah. And the way that it seems like Holgar has been playing down, he plays kind of the finish the games, it seems oh, yeah. like. It's been great. It's been just been a great uh, dynamic all season. Well, I think yeah. that's a great point too, Henry, because Hogard is, is a slasher. Doesn't really shoot the basketball that well. Walker's shooting splits are the best on the team, so it's kind of a, a yin and yang right there. Defense. I mean, they're both the same, but they've been just fantastic. I want to talk about the the big man play as well. I want to talk about Marcus Bingham. Yes, not the best scoring line particularly. I think he had eight rebounds, which was which was great over his season average, only four points, but. The, the job he did on Dickinson was fantastic. Juwan Howard, I'm sorry. Uh, I know he had 25 points, but if he got sprung a little further loose, it could have been a, a whole different yes. game. And Dickinson's also a great player, so you have to just understand that you have to contain him. You're not going to stop him. It's like, yes, yes, Juwan. The defensive effort on Dickinson was indeed very good yesterday. That was led by Bingham, yes. one of your guys. And the thing that I'm just loving right now about Bingham is that there's been a lot of effort called into question in his career, even this year, too particularly the Northwestern game, but he was diving on the floor for loose balls. Yes. He was really yep. going at it in the post. And of all Michigan State players yesterday, he brought the most energy. And if Bingham's going to do that on a consistent basis, especially in the bigger games, the ceiling of this team is just exploding. Marcus Bingham and Gabe Brown are just the emotional leaders of this team by far. And th you, you see that, right? Like, that's why it's important for these guys, Gabe, even though he's frustrated and doesn't scratch in the first half, Ran to stay locked well. in. Run the floor, right? I mean, those dunks were haymakers. People, I mean, th that was the loudest the place has been since Cassius Winston's senior night. And I want to I wanna go back to the Dickinson thing for one second, simply because if you actually peel a layer back here, the dude took 19 shots, okay? He took 10 free throws. So it's not like he was just unstoppable all night. He shot 8 of 19. That's not bad, but it's like people are acting like he went out there and dropped 25 on – 10 shots and there was no answer. No, like they literally dumped it down to him every single offensive set. And uh, by default, when you're that talented and you're that big, you're going to get 25 if, if you're, if you're getting 19 shots. So that's just the, and, and, and Bingham, as far as that goes, he, he only shot four times and his two misses were from three. 
So it's not like he was trying to score. He wasn't looking for it. So, yes, Dickinson outplayed uh, Marcus Bingham, but Marcus Bingham was locked in on defense. That was his assignment yesterday, and that's why the Spartans won by 16. How about the games from freshman Max Christie and Joey Hauser? There were some moments later in the game when Marcus Bingham was on the bench with four fouls, Julius Marble was on the bench with four fouls, and there was a, a large portion of the the final moments of the second half where Joey Hauser, he was guarding Hunter Dickinson one-on-one in the post, and he really held his own late in that game. Yeah, Very physical presence. He did not back down at all. Michigan State did not help on his side. It was just one-on-one, and he won some one-on-one battles. And there was a 15-minute stretch where he scored 12 points as well. He couldn't miss shooting the jumper. I mean, the game that Joey had yesterday, and you know, I, I've never given up on Joey in, in all these bad stretches he's right. had. He, I still think he brings extremely valuable rebounding, very good passer. He's a good shooter, and, and his splits will indicate that, especially the, the latter half of the season. But the games that him and Christie really had, especially Christie, too, in his first taste of Michigan-Michigan State, a, a loud building, big stage, national TV, one of his best shooting t- nights as a Spartan, I really liked what I saw from those two. I thought Christie was on his way to a new career high. With only so 14 did I, points in the, the first, first half. half. And the only reason he scored two in the second half is because it wasn't needed. He did yeah. not. I mean, the, the Spartans got out, I think it was a 14 to 3 run to start the second half, and that was it. That was the knockout punch. You got him. So those two guys that you mentioned, Joey Hauser and, and Max Christie, those are two guys where confidence is invaluable. I mean, those two guys need confidence. They need to get it rolling. They need to see the ball go in. They both did yesterday, especially, you know, after the Illinois game and a couple games before where they haven't been playing their best. Now, at midseason, as you mentioned, Sloan, with the winning the Big Ten still very much on the table for this team, it could happen. you got to roll forward with that confidence. And I think yesterday was a huge confidence booster. The crowd is chanting Joey's name. Everyone loves Max. So that is definitely something to watch here. Like, monitor Joey Hauser on the second half of the season as opposed to the first, because I think he might actually really make a jump here. And Max, if, if the, the sky's the limit for that kid, and we all know that, so I don't have to elaborate on it, but he's a guy who... If he has a really good second half of this season and this team makes a run, he could go to the NBA. 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. You can text us with your thoughts using that number. Just your overall thoughts on yesterday's game. And we'll get to our Twitter poll as well. What is the NCAA tournament ceiling right now for Michigan State? The votes are coming in quickly. You can find that poll at GWReportWDBM on Twitter. Currently leading with 36% of the vote is Final Four ceiling, followed by 29% of the vote coming in at a national championship, 21% Sweet 16 or lower, and 14% Elite 8. You can vote with that Twitter poll. Both of us retweeted it as well. But if you had to pick one option of those, Trent, because this is a good time to kind of reset the, yeah. the the barometer for this basketball team. They played their best game of the year. They seem to be ascending once again. Two out of three wins against Wisconsin on the road and your rival Michigan soundly. So this is a good time to reset for Spartan fans. What's your choice of those four? We talked about this last night at Crunchies. All of us did. The que- if the question is what's the ceiling, the ceiling has to be a championship. It's, they're a top ten team in the country. You know, like they, 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 that's the ceiling. They're, the the potential is there. 
and we've seen we, top teams are losing every week. Baylor lost last night, uh, it, so it's it's just interesting from the standpoint. Like people will always just kind of brush that. Ah, this isn't this isn't a uh, championship team, or this isn't a Final Four team. Like, dude, they're a top ten team. They're not falling out of that, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe they'll drop to twelve in the AP rankings or something. But no, this is going to be a two or three seed in the tournament, and they can abs- the the ceiling perhaps the, the question, highest two seed, depending on how the rest of the season shakes out. Yes, and if you if you, say you the one seed in your region is Gonzaga, no. Di- no disrespect Uh-oh. to them, but more you, on that later. Yeah, you could absolutely beat Gonzaga. So I just don't, I don't subscribe to the fact that like this team has much more to prove. I do think there's more to give, and I think if they play the way they played against Michigan, they can beat anybody. So that the answer would then be the ceiling is a championship. What I think is going to happen is Final Four or Elite Eight, championship or bust for you, Henry. Yeah, I like that analysis. I think I think this is a team. It's, it's just so balanced, you know, and I love that in, in a team at late in March. I think they could absolutely make a run because they're not dependent on one person to really to pull them all yes. the way there. So yeah, this could absolutely be a Final Four team, and and in the off chance, you know, you get a good, good favorable matchup, it could be a championship team. Five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. You can text us with your thoughts on the other side of the break here on the Green and White Report. We've got a couple of football questions. One of them, an NFL question, which you would expect. The other, maybe a college football question that could turn into an NFL question, mm. and a preview for that. Henry Menegos is not feeling so great about that question. You're listening to the Green and White Report. 89FM, the music that matters. Every Monday through Friday at 5 p.m., Impact 89FM gives away prizes like tickets to upcoming concerts, music festivals, movies, and more. Just listen to the top five at five, write down the names of our top five songs of the day, and call our request line when the last song ends. If you can list each song, you win. That's it. Only on Impact 89 FM. Thank you for dining with us tonight. Your waiter will be here to take your order shortly. Thank you. So, Mark, what did you say you did for a living? Well, I'm kind of between things right now. I got let go from my last job, but it wasn't my fault. Oh, sorry to hear that. How long have you been out of work? Just two and a half years. I've been living with my parents, so it's no big deal. The only problem is I don't have a car, so they have to take me everywhere. That's nice. So, uh, what do you like to do in your spare time? Well, I play a lot of video games, and I watch Netflix. But I haven't been too active because I've been feeling a little ill. Well, did you at least get your flu shot this season? Duh. Flu vaccines are the best way to reduce the chances that I'll get the flu or spread it to others. Wow, he's so dreamy. Tell me more. Flu season is here. From October to May, you need to protect yourself. Sign up at your doctor's office or local pharmacy to get your flu shot today. We got a couple football questions on tap here. One of them, something that you would expect these days as a Detroit sports fan. And another one that might be a little bit unexpected. So, Trent, you see both of these on the show sheet. I do. They're I not eyes. numbered. But the first option or the second option, which option do you want to do first of the two football questions? Burning football questions. Let's do the second one because then the first one can segue us into... The NFL championship week. Yes. Uh, by the way, I have a bonus question thrown in here after oh, this right. too, so it's going to be after the first one. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with question number two, as chosen by Trent Bailey. Call your shot. 
where is Jim Harbaugh coaching football at this time next year? And let me tell you, this is relevant because Jim Harbaugh has recently interviewed with a team that we root for in the NFL. No, not the Detroit Lions. That would be the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, indeed, Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Minnesota Vikings. I, I don't even know what what buzz, like I can't do. I do a buzzer? Do I do a? Is this a I, fire I, alarm? How do I fire? react to that? Yeah. I don't know. Someone might have to pull the fire alarm and hold yeah. the ball or something. I don't know. I don't know how to react right now. You know the we. Don't, I don't know how to react either because the strange thing about this is the following: it was very very apparent early in the head coaching cycle that all of this Jim Harbaugh smoke was put out there by Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. There was no serious NFL interest from teams Correct. in Jim Harbaugh. Which I think is funny. The and only I, person yeah. throwing up those smoke signals was Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. So I, I naturally think, oh, none of that's going to... I mean, it's very, very well known that Jim Harbaugh wants to go back to the NFL. Back-to-back off-seasons when he's seriously considered going back to the NFL. Yeah. But now... The, the smoke is not just smoke. There's a little bit of a fire there because this isn't just Jim Harbaugh floating stuff to media members. This is the Minnesota Vikings are interviewing Jim Harbaugh. So this is a fire. Yeah. So I, Five I, alarms, according to Henry. Henry, you, you know what this reminds me of? And I remember you and I had a good laugh about this one time. I think it was like a year and a half ago when LeBron called DK Metcalf Baby Bron, and we were like, what the hell is that? And then it was ju- it was literally just because LeBron wanted to put it out there. That, yeah, like, yeah. He, DK, he wanted people to make the comparisons, and it's like, y'all have nothing in common. Like, So anyways, that's that. <clears throat> that's what this feels like. Jim Harbaugh is like, oh, teams want me – I'm back in the NFL, and it's like... He no, wants to go back so bad. Yes. And so bad. So I think it is going to happen now, even if there is just one team uh, interested or interviewing, whatever. Here's the thing. I thought he was going to Chicago, okay? They I have obviously too. found there because he played in Chicago. Matt Eberflus. They love him. Not yes. Eberflus, not Eberfloss. Right. Eberflus. And, and, you know, Harbaugh... We got a Bears fan here, too. He's the quarterback whisperer. He can go coach uh, Justin Fields, former Ohio State court. There was just, like, a lot of, like, weird wrinkles to that that I thought seemed like destiny. Didn't happen. They got Eberflus. So now you look at the Raiders. I thought maybe he was going to go to the Raiders. Sounds like they're going to hire McDaniels Josh McDaniels. Is, there's, there's, there's a fire there, too. There is a fire. It sounds like the Boston Globe was Reporting that he's going to get offered the job, so that I mean, that's, he'll probably that's going to blow up. Not to, yes. just as an aside, for it. that's going to blow up so bad because I'm sure Davis is going to. I'm sure Mark Davis will give him a lot of organizational control. He was horrible oh, with Denver. He'll be pseudo GM coach, and they'll go four and thirteen. Next yes, year. because dude, that division, I would want no part no. of that. It, it we is, were talking about this. Yeah. Why would you want to be in the division with Justin Herbert, who's ascending, Patrick Mahomes, who's already number Maybe one? Maybe Rodgers. And, yeah, and possibly Rodgers in Denver. Why would you want to touch that division with a 30-foot pole? Whatever. So I, I do think, to answer the question, I think he's going to be in Minnesota, Hank. I am sorry. Wow. Really think so. Yeah, All right, Hank. I don't think there's no other landing spots at this point, and I don't think he'll be back at Michigan, but I can get into that spiel later. All right, Mr. Menegos. The I, other I, The other portion of this, too, is that it has been well-reported <clears throat> that there is a lucrative contract extension at the University of Michigan on Jim Harbaugh's desk mm. at the football building that's been there apparently for weeks yeah, he that could he sign has not anytime. signed yet. That is more fuel to this now well, fire. He wants out. He wants in the NFL bad. And his defensive coordinator left for the NFL. After the year they just had, why would you... Well, like, I, why, I, if, he was, if he was ever going to leave, this is the year. This, this is the highest yeah, his stock and, will ever and, be. And, 
I think it's somewhat of a coward move, to be honest, because you finally got to the playoff, which was the expectation all these years. So now that bar is like raised again because people are like, oh, look how good they were. They got there. Now they can win it. Future and Michigan head coach Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I just don't think he wants any part of it. He finally beat Ohio State. He went to the playoff. He won the Big Ten. Now but he can go I don't out think on that's top. the question, though. You know, I, I think everybody knows he wants to leave. Yeah. You know, the question is whether or not the Vikings want us and I don't want to sign him. And I don't really have any. I haven't looked into this any insight on that. So I mean, the question really becomes if the Vikings are, are seriously yeah. interested in, in hiring him, he'll, he's gone. You know, I think that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, because he does want back in the NFL. You guys are right. That's the bottom line, right? I have some. We have a text coming in at five one seven eight eight four eight nine eight nine. This is coming from my grandmother. She says, <laughs> Henry, Henry. She says you're being very mean to Jim Harbaugh. Very mean. Well, I, I, am I being mean? I, I here's the thing. It's not that I don't. Well, I don't know if I want Jim Harbaugh coaching the Vikings <laughs> or not. I, Bully. I, I spend a lot of time last, the last few years. Excuse me. <clears throat> the vo- it was a crazy day in, in the Brisland yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We um, can't blame it. All of our voices are gone. Yeah, gone. I, I had I spent the last few years maybe not being the nicest to Jim Harbaugh to have him now turn around and, and have to root for him. It, it's akin to Dickinson that would be, or not Hutchinson rather going to the Lions. You know, it's like the same kind of dynamic yes. there. All right. So if you had to call your shot, so you're you're saying he is going to be a Viking? I don't. I don't think they're going to offer a contract. I could do be you, wrong. Hank, do you have a gut are feeling? You, I have no inside. This is no inside information. What are your sources in Minneapolis? I, I, say? He's I got him, no, folks. No He's bases. been in the building before. <laughs> I have no criteria here. He's met my Adrian Peterson. Feeling, my gut feeling is they do not extend a contract to, okay. to him. You know, Henry, I'm, a, I'm on the opposite end of you, Trent. I, even though he's, he's getting interviewed, I don't think they're going to hire him. And my overarching thought about this in his interview process, I mean, we'll know obviously what happens with that. If it went well, it will be heavily reported on. But can you see Jim Harbaugh standing up in front of a room of NFL players and leading them into battle at this point? I mean, Dan Campbell, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, the, the league is going young. The league is going to guys with some more juice. And Harbaugh just seems kind of, he still Stale. seems burned out. I don't know if he's a master motivator. He has to be one in college because he recruits these kids. But yeah. I think that's the sticking point. I don't think he's the Vikings head coach. I think he comes back to Michigan, and I think he probably does sign that contract because he's always he's, he can sign. They'll, they'll sign him to a lifetime contract. He's basically the mayor of Ann Arbor. Yeah, he can be there for as long as he wants. There'll never be extreme media pressure on him, no matter how they play. I'm sure JJ McCarthy will be the preseason Heisman next year. <laughs> I digress. Yep, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to Minnesota. So. Yeah, I don't really have much more to add other than I think he is going to Minnesota solely because I don't think he's coming back to Michigan, but I've already laid that out. Don't want to talk in circles. Maybe so we, maybe another job, too. Who knows? Well, yeah, I mean, there's lots I'll ask you them. this, though. Do you think he should leave? Because I don't think I don't think he should leave college football. I mean, he is the I, king of hype, and that's like he goes to the hype university. I think he needs to stay. I agree. I, I don't think that he's going to have that same effect in the, in the NFL. Well, okay. I will answer your question with a question. Oh, boy. Who's got it better than him? There Nobody. That's all. I don't know. I I, I, I don't, I don't want to be a troll. That's a great segue into question number two, which Henry has a question 2B well, from this. Yeah, let's do 2B. You, this is 2A first, all right? You okay, got 2A. we're going to go to 2A. This is a good one, by the way. Your top emotion watching Matthew Stafford play for a conference championship is blank. What are you feeling out there, Lions fans? Pride. 
and this is not, that is not because of one pride, no pun intended. I am just proud of my boy. I just am. I was screaming, jumping up and down when he let, and I know that that one video went viral, but like that was a lot of people, man. And to the people who think that that was over the top or too much or acting like the Lions won, it's like, yeah, that's because that's the closest we've had to that feeling. We've never won a playoff game. We've never won a division in my lifetime. So it's not like you finally see a guy who you rooted for for 12 years, 12 great, exciting, fun years. There were some bad years, of course. But mostly the Lions were at least in the mix all these years because of one man or one man only. They went 0-16 the year before they drafted him. They drop all the way down to three wins the year after he leaves. He is everything to the city. He's everything to the franchise because he still represents Detroit. He loves Detroit, and that's why people are rooting for him. So – also, one last thing, to the people who are upset at Lions fans for rooting for Matthew Stafford because we have the Rams pick, shove it, man. I mean, I the, the pick is already going to be... It's going to be 28-32 to 32 yeah. anyways, <clears throat> so I don't understand why you got to be all up in arms about it. That's it. I am proud of Matthew Stafford. And real quick, I'm just going to throw Tubi out there right now because it's so similar in wording. It, this, right. this comes from friend of the program, Nick Sonk. That's, if, that's our guy. Yeah, this is pre-show. We got this before the doc was even viewed by me. If Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl, will that be the closest the Lions ever get to winning a Super Bowl? Oh, uh, man. You know, I have hope in this regime. I Yeah. I, I have a lot of... I have, Oh, man. I, I see have a, hope in the regime, of course. But. I see a, a, a smile is on your face. He's a, he's a Chargers fan, I, I, I still think. Even though, even though they moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, he likes the Lions, too. But my top emotion watching Stafford play for a conference championship game is I hate to be this guy and I'm not usually this guy on this show. Yes, I've you talked, are. I've talked to you about I'm this before, Trent. It is anger. Yeah. Well, so you have, to, you have to give context to that. You're not angry well, at Stafford. No, I'm not angry. angry at Stafford. Yes. I'm angry at the Detroit Lions and not the current regime, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. They, they had to sever that relationship. Stafford needed to go somewhere. They did a really got j- good job getting a package of picks for him. But my emotion is anger at, at the following people. Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn, Martin Mayhew, Jim Schwartz, even Jim Caldwell to a certain extent. All of the coaches, GMs, that offensive coordinators. Thank you, Jim Bob Cooter, Daryl Bevel. Jeez. Anybody, I'm thinking of what's that? What was that Lombardi. loser offensive court? Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi. What was the loser? Scott Linehan. Scott. Every person who had a hand in the in us oh, not maximizing the full potential of Matthew John Stafford while he was in the Motor City. Yes. I am angry at you. That's a fair take. I think everyone would pretty much relate to he, that. He. This is, but honest, honest to God, it is my top emotion. When I take, when I watch him take the field at six thirty today, my top emotion is going to be PO'd at the Detroit Lions for never being able to put a capable team around him. Absolute organizational dysfunction while yeah. he was here. Terrible management, et cetera, et cetera. Bad I don't coaches. need to go down. I, I really don't need to go down the line. But my, but my top emotion is anger. You see him knock off the king, who now might be retiring. You see him take down the Cardinals in the first round very handily. There's two playoff wins back-to-back. My top emotion, and I think you think this is very valid of me, is just I am PO'd. I'm flat-out PO'd that they were never able to make it happen with him here. Now he's gone. He could win it all this year. It's extremely fair. I will say something that I have been able to do is compartmentalize. Is that the word? (laughs) 
Is that, that's I, when I watch? That's a great when, word. When I watch Matthew Stafford, I literally just I don't think about any of that stuff, and I don't know. Maybe I there's, think I'm maybe just there's something wrong. With I'm just me. broken. Well, I'm forever crying inside because of what this <laughs> franchise does to me. But that's fine. Future's bright. No, but that's a fair take, Sloan. Like I, I, I feel that. I just don't feel it when I'm watching. Like when I watch Matthew Stafford on the field, I am all in rooting for him. I'm not even thinking about the Lions. All right, let's go to two B. Mr. Menegos. 2B, I already threw out 2B. Already, oh, right. I'm stupid. I already, <laughs> yeah, I already threw it you, out. Wait, no. what was 2A? I'm just kidding. I just got so lost in the sauce there of being <laughs> mad at our Detroit football Lions that... You are the sauce. Thank, I appreciate that. Luke the sauce, Sloan. Trent Bally, <laughs> ready to roll. Always I may have tweeted that before this show. So, no. Henry, I'm interested in your perspective as a non-Lions fan, but NFC North foe and Detroit area, Lansing area, now native... What's what are you feeling about Matthew Stafford? Because you have plenty of Lions fans I, like us. Here's the thing: I'm I'm like a. Do you skeptic. not care? I mean, you don't have to. I mean, no, I, I'm like I'm like I'm. I guess I'm like the rest of the league. I'm like the the people that Trent hates. I'm like waiting for him. I don't to like, hate you. Well, hang on. You let me finish. I my, love you. You might after I finish this viewpoint. <laughs> okay, 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 go for it. I, I'm just saying. I, I I'm, I'm like I'm a little bit of a skeptic. I'm just waiting to see. Like I'm I'm the rest of the league. I'm Twitter. I'm I'm NFL Twitter right now. I, I'm you got You're, you got your you got your horses, Stafford. I want to see. Here's the video of SpongeBob SquarePants in front of the TV with I'm the popcorn. I'm trying to put this eloquently. I, I grew up in the UP, man. All my Lions friends, like, they're just telling me that Stafford's an elite guy, and I've just been hearing it for so long. I'm just, yeah. I'm just waiting to see it. Well, know? here's the thing, Hank. I mean, I don't blame you because that's what everyone is like. And yeah. and unless you, it's it's the same way with Tom Brady the other way. And this is you know ironic because Matthews ever just beat Tom Brady. But I'm just mm. saying like. You don't bet against Tom Brady until he gives you a reason not to. You don't bet against Nick Saban until he gives you a reason not to. So, conversely, you don't bet on Matthew Stafford yeah, until he shows you you can win. But at this point, he's won two playoff games in convincing fashion. Yeah. And look, I, I mean, this the, the the Rams. I think. Well, okay, the Chiefs are probably the best team left, but the Rams are right there. I mean, if it's mm-hmm. a shootout, the right. So that that's the ceiling, right? And I just think that you're exactly right, Hank. Like, yeah, I got my horses now. And he is. He's roaring. So I, yeah. I, I just that that that's a very fair point. So that that's. Uh, but I guess my point, my interest, my point is, I'm not like uh, I don't have like a rooting interest. I'm yeah. more just kind of like you're enjoying the I'm, ride. I'm here. interested to see like how this is gonna go. Yeah. One last that's a very thing good too. emotion because it's a fascinating situation. It is. It it really it, it really is because if you're not if you're not either a Lions fan or from like Detroit or tuned in to the team like Hank is, then you don't understand it. And the last thing I want to say about this whole situation is. When Matthew Stafford and the Rams got the ball back with 42 seconds, I, every Matthew Stafford fan, like we've seen this before, man. All they got to do is get in field goal range. They've got 42 seconds. They've got the best receiver in the NFL. All, they just got to get 30 yards. Matt Gay's a fantastic kicker. Obviously, they ended up getting to like the six yard line. But yeah, it, he threw a seed to Cooper Cup. And after Matt My Gay goodness. misses a 47 yarder short, it just felt perfect. Like he's gonna go redeem himself. Stafford's gonna go redeem himself. You know, like it's it's whatever. I I had no, I would I was not sweating at all when they got the ball back, which is a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But it's literally just because of the man who had the ball in his hands, and that's because I saw it for so many years in Detroit that a lot of pe- other people didn't see it. 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. You can text us using that. We need answers. Text us. We need answers you on up. the Green and White Report. Question one, call your shot. Where is Jim Harbaugh coaching football at this time next year? And the second quiz question, your top emotion watching Matthew John Stafford play for a conference championship today Go is Rams. blank.
We have a lot to do. On the other side of the break, we're going to be joined in studio by our NFL expert, Joey Matt, Hauser. Matt Merrifield, a.k.a. Joey Hauser. But that's not going to be before a sports update here at the bottom of the hour with Jay DeCoster live in studio. 35 past the hour. We're taking you till 1 o'clock on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. It is the end of the universe. One man stands alone in the barren wasteland. It's raining lava, and circling above are metal horses with three heads that breathe lightning. Skulls are everywhere. He raises his guitar to the sky. Every mountain explodes. And he refuses to listen to anything but the hours of power. Thursday nights at 10. Only on 88.9 The Impact. Slow down, you're driving too fast. Uh, all right, okay. My seat's cold, turn off the AC. Hey, watch out for that red light. Oh, that's not really red. That's just the warning light. It's fine, we're almost there anyway. Look out for that bicycle. Laser cut Puny humans, why is it that you cannot seem to operate your motor vehicles safely? Next time, there may not be a giant robot around to prevent imminent disaster. Oh, put me down! And you, with the pedal-driven two-wheeled apparatus, why did you not guarantee the crosswalk was clear before you entered? I, uh... And where is your helmet? Human brains do not have a standard factory part number and cannot be easily replaced. For tips on optimal survival strategies while biking, you should visit bikes.msu.edu. I will put you down now. Now I'm gonna be late for Pinochle. A message from 89FM. Impact 89FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome in to the Green and White Report Sports Update. My name is Jada Coster. Michigan State basketball took care of business against their arch rival, the Michigan Wolverines, on Saturday afternoon at the Breslin Center. Max Christie with 16 points on 5 of 8 shooting from the field. Joey Hauser with 14 points. And Malik Hall added 15 points on 5 of 12 shooting off the bench. The Spartans will be back in action on the road Tuesday where they will take on the Maryland Terrapins at the Xfinity Center. MSU women's basketball will be back in action today at 2 o'clock where they will battle the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in Piscataway, New Jersey. Michigan State hockey will be back in action on Friday, February 6th where they will travel to Minnesota to take on the the 15 and 11 Golden Gophers. They will be looking to snap a six-game losing streak. This has been your Green White Report Sports Update. Thank you, Mr. Jay DeCoster in studio today doing updates here on the Green and White Report. 22 minutes behind the hour here, noon Eastern time. Jay, I want to keep you on the microphone for just a moment here because you are another member of the NFC North cohort here at WDBM. You're a Chicago Bears fan, and your Bears hired Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus as head coach. Your reaction to the hiring, love it, hate it, indifferent? I think, I mean... Look, that was GM Ryan Poles's new GM Ryan Poles's uh, hire. So I, have I to thought he was a great chance. hire too. Yeah, I do like the hire because he, you know, he scouted Patrick Mahomes. He found Tyreek Hill in the fifth round. So you got to give him a chance. Look, you know, a lot of Colts fans on you know on Twitter and Reddit and you know, whatever you want to say about that, they didn't really like they they liked that uh, 
Matt Eberflus is gone, so that's a little concerning right there. But look, if he's a leader of men, if he's the right guy, um, and I like the hire of Luke, offensive coordinator Luke Getzey. I think that's very important for Justin Fields' development. So we'll have to see. Um, you know, I'll have to give it a chance. You know, that's the only thing you can do at this point. You know, that's, I can't. That's a great call on the yeah. OC. Not not to yes. cut you off. Sorry, but like the Thank um you. yeah because I was flabbergasted that the Bears didn't try to get an offensive head coach because they Jimmy got a quarterback. But that's what that makes the offensive coordinator all the more important. Yeah, and, and it worked. And you know, I think last time this is going back to. I think this is kind of like a Lovey Smith type of hire, going back to a four-three defense. Um, Do you like that? I mean, look, Lovey Smith built great defenses, but he couldn't find an offensive coordinator to save his life. You know, we, right. we had Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, and it hasn't really worked out. I mean, Lovey took us to the Super Bowl, but you know, we lost. So, you know, I like the hire. Um, it's interesting to see how this is going to turn out between Justin Fields' development and yeah. so on. But we'll have to see. Um, but I'm I'm pretty excited to be honest, just because you know I like the Ryan Poles hire. So yeah, there are a lot of teams in a worse situation than the Chicago Bears. That I is agree. that is the fact. Well, George McCaskey, the owner, you could say the Fords are bad, but George McCaskey is just as bad because I do agree with that. Watching his press conference before returning back to East Lansing and watching that press conference was just pathetic. Yeah, it just didn't seem like he cared <laughs> at all. So I don't know. I love when like owners or GMs give bad interviews. Or bad press conferences. I, I think it's so funny. We yeah. are now joined live in studio by our WDBM karaoke master mm -hmm. and making his green and white debut. This is Matt Merrifield. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sloan. We we have Matt here because we are going to run through a conference championship weekend NFL rush with Mr. Henry Menegos. And it's going to be a nice little NFL roundtable here as we get set for football starting at 3 o'clock we ready to go, boys? Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Rush question. Are the Kansas City Chiefs the runaway favorite to win a championship? Mr. Merrifield. Uh, no, they are not. The, are you in the Rams corner? Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think I could see a very good scenario where all four teams end up winning a championship. If you ask me to pick a team, I want to see Cincinnati win a Super Bowl. Yeah. By the way, bad radio, Trent Trent was like mid-fist pump as he was about to say yes for the Rams and then just kind of <laughs> yeah, faltered out there. Yeah, I, I thought for sure I, you're going to be like, Rams. I, I'll I know take your care thoughts, of that, though. Trent. Don't worry. Yeah. I can't be upset with any of the teams winning it. I don't want to see the Chiefs win it because they've been to the Super Bowl the last two years. and they're I mean, they're great. They're fun to watch. So I'd be happy if Stafford won it. I like. I'd love to see Jimmy G win a Super Bowl in San Fran because he should be the starter there next year. And then seeing Joe Burrow take turn the Cincinnati Bengals around that would be in awesome one year. In one, yeah. yeah, basically one year, it'd be really cool to see. Doesn't right, it Trent. feel like the Chiefs have won like five Super Bowls? Yeah, yes, I mean, it definitely I, yeah. does. People either love them or hate them. I hate them. I can't stand them. I think they're cocky sons of guns. Know, sons of guns. That was oof, almost sweating. Hey um, <laughs> but no, the, to answer the question, no, the Chiefs are not a runaway favorite. Like the the term runaway is not mm -hmm. I I don't subscribe to that because as Matt laid out, every single team left in the race could win it. And obviously, I think the Bengals and Niners are a little bit right. underneath there. They might be a slight echelon, a half echelon underneath the Rams and the uh, Chiefs, but my my case is for the Rams. And you guys know how I feel about Stafford, you've got that. This defense is very underrated. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen, Jared Ramsey, the or goat, Jalen Ramsey, the corpse Sorry. of Eric Weddle. Shout out to Jared Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jared Ramsey, Freudian Mason Slint. Ramsey. Yeah, right. But um, I I just like what the Rams do on in every way. You know, they've got a great young, energetic coach too. That's that's the other thing. Like I honestly think McVay could outcoach Andy Reid, which might be a crazy thing to say. I don't disagree. Andy Reid, you know, he finally got a Super Bowl, but before that, he the could big knock Steve on Andy Reid was his in-game adjustments, his clock management is a little shaky sometimes. So. No, 
Chiefs are not runaway favorites. I like the Rams, actually, to win. I'm with you, too, Trent. I am on the Rams. Rush question, is Tom Brady actually retired? Well, this is an interesting one. <laughs> well. well, right after the Michigan-Michigan State game, news broke that from ESPN, of, of all people, that Tom is or Tom Izzo, Tom Brady, happy birthday, Tom Izzo, by the way. Yes. Tom Brady is it. retired, according to Adam Schefter. This was about 3 o'clock yesterday. But then a report from The Athletic came out not long after that said Tom Brady and his agent contacted Buccaneers GM Jason Light and said he has not made a decision yet. So the answer to this question, is Tom Brady actually retired? Right now, he is not. But do I think he's going to retire? I absolutely think he's going to. I don't think he wants a swan song. I think he he doesn't want that dog and pony show. I think he wants to spend time with his family. And never before in Tom Brady's career has there been this much uncertainty surrounding his future status. Never. It's always been after every Super Bowl win, after every last game of the season, I'm back next year, I'm back next year. That's different this year. I think he's done. I would have to agree with that. If you want to know if he's retiring or not, ask yourself. I think yes. that, 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 honestly, <laughs> that's the that's, right answer. That's, yep. that's the reason he's going to retire. I think he wants to keep playing. I think, what, how old is he now? 45? He, I mean, yeah. he, at least, at yeah. least he's uh, he, he would be by the time next yeah. season. He's so, got more Super Bowls in his forties than the Lions have ever. Exactly. Oops. So I think. Uh, Sorry, it's okay. We're gonna be fine. I think he's. I think he's done. I definitely think he's done. Um, the hand that rocks the cradles, the hand that rules the world. Giselle is gonna make the decision. Wow. Great call. Oh from, my wow. Great, great call from Matt. <laughs> I will say this. That was the best line you've ever said on this show. Thank you. Shout out to. That was great. Shout out to that, that's a that's a Don Ballyism, so I have to shout out my dad for that. Um, I will say this: When the hell has Tom Brady ever been satisfied with a playoff loss? And he never he is, and it's odd. Yeah. So for that, that reason, like I, that's another wrinkle in it. Like I I definitely think he's done. What he he made this whole lengthy post, and Hank, you you might you might be able to speak to this better as a Tom Brady fan. I don't. That was out of character. I thought after you lose a game, <clears throat> excuse me, like that. When they really didn't play well at all, they just got breaks at the end. Like the he was not good, they were not good, and he's somehow you know posting on Instagram like I love this team. The season yeah. was a success. Yeah, right. never. When, when never has that ever been that. the it standard? Was a little, for him? It was a little more reminiscent, sentimental than usual. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like closing the book. It did, and I would say the the only other season where we had this kind of uncertainty was the year like he had that like Super Bowl ad where he came out and was like, "I'm coming back." You know, oh yeah, you guys remember that? Yes, yeah, so yeah. that was there. He left New England, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean. And even then, like, he didn't address it right away. You know, there was a little, like, and this was kind of more like, okay, like, it almost seemed like he was kind of closing the book, like you said. So, as, as out of character as it is for him to be, like, okay with the loss, like, he is, however old he is, man, he's in his mid-40s. Like, yeah. so at some point, I guess I, there will be a little bit of a, a change there. Next question, my good sir. Rush question, does the NFL need to change its overtime rules? And if they do, how should they change them? I have to give another shout out to the great Jack Ebling. Uh discussing the drive with Jack. Discussed this question with him last week. Um, should the NFL change overtime rules? Here's the thing. If you give a little fifteen minute intermission, like a second halftime basically after regulation before going into overtime, then the the, current, the current rules are fine. But at that point in the game, man, if you were watching the Chiefs Bills, both defenses are gassed, both quarterbacks are playing great. So it quite literally was whoever wins the coin toss is gonna win the game. And it sounds so cliche because that's what people were saying on Twitter, but that was the truth. If the Bills won that coin toss, the Chiefs weren't stopping them. The Chiefs couldn't stop them in what was it, forty seconds when they drove all the way down, yep. the Bills did to to basically win the game, then they didn't. 
But yeah, I, I, I think if you want to change it, the change should be eliminate the sudden death part. I don't like that. I, I, I think it's fine if it's you just play a 10-minute quarter, basically. You know, hey, if one team puts together a nine-minute drive, like, say, Jimmy G and the 49ers, then, hey, that's fair. That's the, that's the rules. But I don't like the idea that both teams don't get a chance to possess the ball in overtime. You know, Matt, before I get your thoughts, the thing about r- overtime rules in all of sports is that none of them are perfect. You saw in Major League Baseball last year with extra innings, the ru- putting the runner on second base. Yeah. Hated it. You look at hockey – and sometimes I fashion myself as a member of the hockey elite. The shootout, I hate it. My grandfather's up there in heaven. Every time he watches a shootout, he's, he's probably still swearing and cussing about it. The shootout in the NHL, terrible. Baseball rules, now terrible in extra innings. Overtime in sports, other than like college basketball, I mean, even college football's method is flawed. Overtime in sports just genuinely stinks everywhere. I would agree. Uh, I like your point about hockey and the yes, shootout. no shootout. I, I Down with it. I'm not a fan of the shootout. It's fun for the regular season, and both teams are already getting a point. So for yeah, and, and in, in the postseason, it's sudden death hockey, right? You can play as many Love overtimes it. as you want. So the NHL has it right for the postseason, which is when it matters. The NFL needs to change it for at least playoff football. Would keep, you say like a five minute overtime period? Because Trent's saying keep the rules, add in intermission, or or just play out the ten minutes, like would, the, like play till the yeah, clock would, is out. Yeah, play a ten minute like fourth quarter time, so there's another two minute warning. But yeah, play a, play a ten minute period. I'm I'm leaning more toward adopting college football's overtime rules and not the two point conversion thing because I think that's the yeah. stupidest rule in all of sports. It is very Leave weird. it to the NCAA. Very weird. Anyways. Not, the, not, really, hang on. I'm going to make the case for the college football playoff. Good. Or, make or, make, playoff, make uh, more of a case than me. Overtime. Because honestly, I, I think that I is the most the, electric, yeah. the most electric moment in sports is the college football overtime. I, I like it. it too. It's fun to watch. I just don't know if it's. I like, don't know if the NFL players want to play like I don't, a, no, a fifth no, here's the quarter. Thing. I don't think my, it works in the NFL. I don't think it's an. I think it should stay college. I, and I don't want the NFL to adopt that. I love that it's a college thing. It's the most, it's the most exciting finish you can have to a game. I don't think it works. That's in the NFL, a good point. Though. I don't think it works in the NFL. I'll, I'm down. I'm that. down to adopt him in the NFL just because I don't know if the players really want to play a fifth quarter, even though I would like them honestly to just play out a 10 minute period in my perfect world. Honestly, bo- both teams get the ball. Coin flip is a lot. Doesn't matter as much. Hate, hate. I just hate the way the overtime rules are right now. They need to be changed. Here we but go. The NFL will be slow as molasses changing. Well, can I? I, I want to throw yeah, one more thing ahead. in here. Just one more quick thing. Think about it in any other sport. It do, in any other sport, it would be atrocious if the other team didn't. Like if, if we're playing, if we're playing in the NBA Finals and it's Game Seven and it ties, it's tied at the end of the fourth quarter and it goes into overtime. All right, next bucket wins. Yeah, that's bad. Or, or in, like, say, baseball. You know, baseball is set up perfectly where it's home and away, bottom, top innings, whatever. So, say, the away team. As long as there's no runner on second base, Rob Manfred, if you're listening to me, please, please, please. Yes. So, say it's say it's the top of the 10th inning, and Miguel Cabrera hits a moonshot over the green monster in Fenway, and the Tigers oh, win, yes. and the Red Sox don't get a chance to act like the way it's set up. I don't know. I just don't think it makes sense in literally any other sport if you say that in overtime, only one team gets to possess the ball. Completely that's, agree. That's all I'm saying. Here we go. Let's bring out the kickers and just do a shoot, a oh. kickout. <laughs> Re- regular season. Kick off. Let's, let's, let's watch 30 yards, 35 yards. Let's watch them go all the way back. For the regular season, I'd be very much open to that. I the Ravens hate, would I, be great. I hate yeah. playing overtime, and you can still have a tie. That's like the dumbest. Oh, yeah. Dumbest yeah, that's part. true. Either play regulation. If it's tied, it's a tie. 
I hate ties, but if you're going to play overtime, there has to be a winner. That's the, consensus, the point. That's the point of it. I like that. The so consensus here in the room is that something needs to change. Yes. Rush question. Will the Buffalo Bills be able to break through the AFC? God, I don't know, man. I, they they can't beat the Chiefs. They can't yeah. in the play, in the playoffs. I know they beat them in the regular season this year. They can't beat Kansas City in the playoffs. People are like, oh, you know, this is the next Manning Brady versus Allen and Mahomes and stuff. But it's like, well, in order for it to be a rivalry, looking at you, Michigan, Ohio State before this year, both teams need to be competitive in that rivalry. I'm sorry, Michigan fans. That was a bad shot. Flag the team, on the play. The team. The team. Flag on the play. Matt, are they breaking through, though? Clowns. They, they will eventually. I think it's fitting that they're both retiring, or potentially Big Ben. I think Josh Allen could be a Big Ben. He'll be next 15 years. He's going to win a lot of games, and he probably won't have the hardware to show for it. Big Ben has two, two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls, yeah. right. Two Super Bowls. And they were early in his career, yeah, exactly. too. So he I, didn't win one after 09 or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, I think Allen will get through eventually, but I just he won't have the success that Mahomes is going to have as a team. I think the Bills will get through at some point. I, hope I just they think, do. I mean, dude, they were 13 seconds and a squib squib kick away from doing it last week. So I, I just what about a two point conversion? Huh? huh? I know you yeah, hate oh that. My gosh, you yeah. hated that. Mad Dog was so locked I. in on that take. But um, all all I'm saying is, look, this team, it's uh, they seem to have a good culture. They've got a top five quarterback, or you know, I had him at sixth last week, which I got yeah. some heat for. Him but, and Burrow could be top five quarterbacks right now. I'm wearing that in yes. one question, and I just think that. Ultimately, to wrap things up, I just the AFC has so many good young quarterbacks that one of the cream rises to the top, and I think he's definitely two A to Mahomes. I, I think he's that good. And he showed that against the Chiefs. But uh, go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Oh, my last point is, I mean, yeah, you have Allen and Mahomes. Justin Herbert's going to be really good yes. soon. Joe Burrow's Burrow. going to be. It, it, Everybody, Lamar Young, Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the young really wave is coming, especially yes. if Brady really is retired. Exactly. Here. And they're all in the Which, AFC. Yeah, yeah. It's a big, yeah, it, it's a which, big deal if Brady's gone too. Yeah. It's a big it, deal. Yes. As promised, rush question: Is Joe Burrow a top five quarterback in the NFL as we speak right now? Right now, he is not. He is not a top five quarterback. If I do, that's a tough question. There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league. Like, yes. It's just overnight. I I would still put. As a quarterback, I'd still put Herbert ahead of him as a young QB. I'd still put Ooh, Allen. interesting call. Definitely put Allen, Mahomes. I'm blanking. I, 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 Rodgers. Roger, yeah, Rodgers. Uh, probably Stafford, maybe. Sta- yeah. I, that, that's close, but like, yeah. he's a top 10 quarterback, depending on how you look at it, but right. he's not top five. Russell Wilson. Um, Russell Wilson still. This is the classic. Um, Kyler, ha I, I completely agree with Matt. I'm gonna. My answer is no. But when you have to justify why, for me, it's one of those deals where you just, you know, oh, Joe Burrow's a top five quarterback. But then you start listing guys, and it's mm-hmm. like, I I don't think he's quite there. I'd have him around seven. It's a no for me right now, too. But damn, is he close. The Cincinnati Bengals yeah. were horrible before he came in there. Gets hurt last year. This year, they're playing for a chance to win it all. So. Mm-hmm. I, he is on the precipice. I am so excited to watch him. He's one of my favorite all-time college football players because what he did at LSU was unbelievable. But we all agree he's on the come up. Rush question is: Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners' starting quarterback next year. Matt, you've got an opinion on this I'm one. Uh, the biggest Jimmy G stand, I think, in the country. He should be the starting quarterback for San Francisco next year. I don't know why they drafted Lance. He's thirty-five and fifteen as your starting quarterback. You don't know how he wins. It's kind of like, we'll talk about Michigan real quick. J.J. McCarthy versus Cade McNamara. I think McNamara should start next year for Michigan. Wow, same great thing. comparison. Same, but it's that a type of story where, in the, I mean, I'd actually, doesn't matter. Uh, I would want Jimmy G to start. They win with him. 
their system works with them. And if it ain't broke, th- don't fix it. Exactly. The only issue I have with them is he eats up a lot of cap space, and they're trying to sign Samuel. But other than that, yeah, he, what's he, he making? Twenty seven a year? Like, Twenty seven like and a half? Something like that. So I I agree with Matt. I think he should be because the Trey Lance package. Look, they they can throw him in packages and do goal line situations. They did a little bit of that this year. He's kind of a gadget guy, but Trey Lance is not ready. The roster that the Niners have. At which obviously it's a it's a top four roster or a top four team roster, however you want to slice it. That roster is like ready to win, and Trey Lance is not. And that's not a slight to him. They drafted him knowing it was going to take a couple years. And I think that you know we'll see how things go when we look at you know reevaluate Trey Lance next year in the preseason and whatnot. But with a gun in my head, I'm I'm with Matt. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo should start. I think he should start. I don't think he's going to start because I, I once again all the draft capital they put into getting Trey Lance. Yeah. I so think, you think Jimmy G like you think today could be his last game as a Niner I or as a starter? Pretend, I think well, I think it could be his last game as a Niner. Okay. In terms of a starter, I think that there's a number of quarterback hungry teams that would start him tomorrow looking Saints. at looking at the Saints, looking at maybe even the Dolphins because for some reason they don't like to it, looking at the Washington football team, the Browns, looking at the oh maybe ooh. Ooh. No, I'm we got to move on. Guy, we got to but... move on now. <laughs> oh boy. Rush question. What is your favorite head coaching hire so far this coaching cycle? It's got to be Brian Dable. He he has needed a head coaching job in the last couple of years so bad. What he has done with Josh Allen's development, developing that offense, he's, he's one of those young offensive-minded head coaches, which is kind of the blueprint right now. I think that the Giants, which are just a crummy organization led by the Mara family, they nailed Joe Schoen as their GM hire from Buffalo. They nailed Dable as their – I think they're going to keep Patrick Graham as their defensive coordinator too. He's kind of an up-and-comer as well. I think the Giants are starting to get it right a little bit more. The next one is they need to take Danny Dimes and launch him into space. <laughs> he is terrible. Put him but in orbit. To answer the question, Dable I think is a great hire. I think Dable is a good hire. I think the Giants are such a dumpster fire right now that oh, I don't know how much it's going to help. That was the worst job but available. I would say that's not even close. Yeah, yeah. Not because of the job. I think he'll do. I think he'll do fine. But because who he's going to bring in, I like Nate Hackett in Denver because mm. Aaron Rodgers is going to be their starting quarterback next year. I, that's a good call too. So I, I bring in Aaron Rodgers. You'll then have the best court. I mean, that's a great quarterback division, especially especially if Aaron Rodgers shows up. So I think I definitely like him as a, as a head coach. I like that call as well because I've been begging them to hire an offensive-minded yes. head coach with all the weapons yeah. they have. They're always going to be good on defense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just what Denver does. They have pieces, Bradley Chubb, et cetera. But he also seems like a leader of men type. I think he could get the locker room going. I think that's a better direction good for, for culture. to go in. Good Very. for the culture because that's the other team. We already talked about their division. That's That division is just full of titans. And they better go get Rodgers if they want to make a swing. Yes, and I think they will, which will be interesting. Um, you guys gave two very well-thought-out, good analysis answers. I'm just going to say uh, I, don't, I don't love any of the hires, so I'm going to say Dan Campbell last year. Next question. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what, Rush question, what is the best remaining head coach opening? Minnesota, probably. I mean, you think of Jacksonville. I mean, there's a lot of dumpstery Oof, ones. I mean, yeah. the Texans stink. You know, the I'm trying to God, I can't think. The Raiders. The Raiders. Stink. Well, I guess McDaniels is probably gonna get that job. But. Jacksonville's got some lore because of That's my pick. I'll of, get to it later. Lawrence, but they're a terrible organization. I gotta go with Minnesota. I mean, the defense honestly probably needs to be completely torn down and rebuilt because it's a combination of draft picks that really didn't work out that well and right. veterans that 
probably shouldn't be on the team anymore. But the offense, when you got Dalvin Cook, when you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, even Kirk Cousins, it's really ready-made to be a top-half unit in the NFL. So of what's left, I got to go with the Vikes, which Harbaugh, question mark, thinking, processing. Might happen. He doesn't eat chicken, by the way. It's a nervous bird. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> yeah, right, listen, oh, listen to that guy. Matt's wearing I, purple I, today. He I, likes the I, w- I would agree with the Vikings. I I think that having that job, the division's wide open. Uh, so I definitely think That's that going, going well. to Minnesota gives you an opportunity of plenty of offensive weapons. I think, and then going back to the last question a little bit, I think the best hire will be whoever gets Brian Flores, which I'm not sure why he has. Good call, good call. He, hopefully the Texans, if they're smart. Hopefully, but they're not. How about this? How about the Saints? That oh man, great, they got no quarterback. You got man. a great owner, no Ooh, quarterback. That's true. You could probably great rebuild defense. in your vision. Tom Brady just left the division. Michael Thomas that, is still under contract. The Panthers stink. The Falcons stink. I'm just saying, like the Saints have run that division for years. They've got a good owner. They've got a good culture there. I don't want to get canceled for saying that because they had a bounty system, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then I would also say there's a case to be made for the Jaguars because that division is also wide. A lot of these divisions are like kind of fallen off a little bit just just because all yes. the movement and that's yeah. that's inevitable but this year i mean when you look at all these coaching holes i i would say you guys made great points for minnesota i think it probably is minnesota but um i wouldn't sleep on that saints job i think whoever gets that job could could do something special final rush question do the rams make the conference title game without odell beckham jr i don't think so he's really brought another elements of that offense obviously with Robert Woods going down they needed a wide receiver two behind Cooper Cup it it makes teams worry about uh, Cup on one side Beckham on the other side and he's really just exploded him and Stafford have a great relationship that they developed on the fly I think he's been a sneaky big piece of what they've done you disagree man no no I'm uh, laugh, loving Joe Shiesty's, uh pregame outfit as he walks into oh, the yes. stadium he is locked in we have a TV in the station people but Joe any- Shiesty. Sue us. But anyways, getting back to it, I think the Rams still could have made the conference title game without OBJ, but he definitely has added an extra layer to that offense, especially with Woods going out. I didn't think it would work. It has for them so far. And I so, yeah, I definitely what he's done to that offense has definitely been a huge boost. I love being the pain in the ass that like overanalyzes the wording of the question. Yeah. For example, runaway favorites. This question, do the Rams make the conference title game without him? No. Could they have? Yes. I don't think they would have, though, simply because he has fit seamlessly in with Matthew Stafford. He's the best quarterback he's had in his career, and I think the best is yet to come from those two. I really Because I think he's going to stay. I think he's gonna they're going to lock him up because he's a free agent this this uh, offseason. He'd love to be in L.A. I mean, who yeah. wouldn't? <laughs> and I think as time goes on, I mean, Cooper Cup is obviously great, and he gets doubled, but then, like, you, you can't. You can't. You you might want to start doubling OBJ. That's how good he is, and I think people forgot about him because he got buried in Cleveland for a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I I think they could have made it, and I don't think, but I don't think they would have, and that's a credit to him. Matt Merrifield, thank you for joining us for the NFL Rush with Henry Menegos. You will be back for the Gambling Corner here in just under an hour. A lot of interesting stuff on the docket. You know, maybe maybe you'll be advised to make some of these selections out there. One eight hundred Gambler, if you have a problem, a- absolutely. Thank you, Matt. We will see you soon on the other side. We're going to change gears a little bit from the football talk. You get into a little bit of basketball, not Michigan State, but something I've wanted to kind of talk about for a little while. Detroit! Basketball. We're doing it. We're doing it next on the Green and White Report. 89FM, the music that matters. Are you finding it harder to wake up in the morning? Coffee just not doing the trick lately? 
Morning commute putting you in a bad mood before work? Stress no more. Impact's here to make your mornings a little brighter with AMs on 89. Join our hosts, Taylor and Luke, as they cover the latest news headlines, current happenings, and trending topics that you want to hear about. AMs on 89, every Monday morning from 8 to 10 AM, only on 88.9 The Impact. Oh yeah, this is happening. This is happening. All right, we won the game. Lift on three. One, two, three. No, hey, guys, why, why are you bring me outside? <laughs> what if it rains? My bolster is not built to hold up in the rain. The I mean, it's cold out here. I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to be out in the okay, street. Let's drop here. You got the gas. Wait, what do you, what do you got over there? Go, 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 go. Oh, what is this? Oh, it smells awful. Why are you doing this? Remember all the times we spent together? Just me and you and the occasional special guest, as you called them? All the time we spent playing Mario Kart and watching Netflix together? What? Does that mean nothing to you? Wait, wait, don't come near me with that. That's really hot. Ow! Why are you doing this? The couch I made for sitting in comfort! Spartan teams are bound to win. Don't rally around the wrong thing. You could get kicked out of the Spartan family and blow your chances of landing that dream job. Celebrate safely and focus your heat on that special friend, not your upholstery. Brought to you by the MSU Celebrations Committee. Yeah. You used to call me on my cell phone. Henry, are you having some assistance from afar on these bump back songs today? Actually, we're the the monitor, the Mac is down again, so these are oh, system songs. Well, you know that, that's okay. I'm a little bit disappointed because oh. I was hoping that DJ Peyton would have some input on what's being played today. Associate producer Peyton as well. We'll, we'll bring her back. Dude. She'll, she'll okay, get, we'll get it going. She's got to come back down here to East Lansing and be in studio. We can do another. We can do a second Halloween costume segment. That was a great one. One of these nights, she's gonna be back. Wow, that's good. she'll be back. Let's talk well, about fun fact. We actually yes. sing that song with our band. So, oh great, really? Great, great, great uh, association there. All right. Well, you guys, thank you. I know that you've played music with her, but you're actually in a band together. Well, she's sing- I'm in a band, and then she comes. Oh, we bring her on. That's awesome. <laughs> we bring her around. <laughs> <laughs> we feature her. Oh, that was funny. That, this I is great. Like, God, yeah. music and love and. Can it's I be just- Henry? Can I can I be you, please? It's just a music and love, and love comes from music, and music is love. And wow, very deep, man. Henry, wow. you are everything that I want to be. God, wow. this is so wholesome. You're listening to WDBM East Lansing. Yeah, yeah, by you the are. Way. Yes. Um, let's Should talk, probably throw that out there. Let, yeah, we got we got to not get arrested here by the FCC or anything, but let's let's talk some Detroit basketball or Detroit basketball. Detroit basketball. I've been to a Pistons game this year. They lost to the Rockets. That was pretty wretched. I'm going to another one, though, in a couple weeks. They play the Grizzlies and John Morant. Looking forward to that. Also, Jaron Jackson Jr., Spartan Dog. Xavier Tillman. But I want to talk about the Pistons, kind of take a a look at the season so far. I mean, wins and loss-wise, there's really not that much to talk about. Actually, there's nothing to talk about. But in terms of the, the chess pieces moving around, there's a lot to keep an eye on for this team. And with the trade deadline coming up in just a couple weeks... I think that the top name for everybody right now is Jeremy Grant, and I am steadfast on the opinion that he's coming back soon, too, by the way, that if they don't get an offer that they like for Jeremy Grant, I think that they should not trade him and roll into next year with him. He's a 20-point-per-game guy. He's a great leader. I think he fits really well with Cade because he's not really a primary ball handler. He's more of a shooter and a slasher on the wing. I think if you don't get a young player... Maybe or a, pre- a premium young player or a pick and another player, or maybe a couple picks. 
I think that if you don't get what you want for Jeremy Grant, you got to hold on to him. You know, looking at you, Lakers. Oh, we'll oh give you a gosh. we'll give you a twenty twenty seven pick, Taylor Horton Tucker. And their package is nauseating. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, like, dude, what? What That's are, are you on crack? We're not taking that. Jeremy Terrible. Grant, Sloan. I'm in lockstep with you as far as this goes. So, goodbye objectivity for this question. But Jeremy Grant, you're exactly right. He's Still, I think on paper, probably still the best player. I think like Cade obviously will take that throne maybe even as soon as next week. I don't know the way yeah. he's playing. But Jeremy Grant, like people get so numb to it because he just kind of he, he doesn't do anything spectacular, but, but he, he does goes out there and well. he, he drops yeah. 20 and he's a kind of a fringe all star guy. Like if he played in a, on a better team, he might make an all star team, you know? So if you don't get a good offer, why would you trade him? He is, like you say, very good alongside Kate Cunningham. He's a he's a locker room guy. He's a leader. He's one of the more experienced guys on this he roster. He wants to be here as well, which is important. And when you've got a bunch of young guns who are just chomping at the bit, ready to ready to get after it, I I think you have to have a stabilizing twenty point per game scorer who's a veteran who knows how things work, and that's what Grant's been. So I like him, and I think he is conducive to winning. I would even bring him back. It's not like yeah. he's it's not like he's. 35 years old. No, I think he's 28. I think or 27. He's young. There seems to be a lot of buzz out there about oh, can Cade and Grant both play together because they want to, you know, Grant wants to be an alpha or whatever. It's like, right. no, I think that's pretty manufactured. I I mean Cade yeah, that's is all the, narrative stuff. Cade's the floor general of this team, and he is the alpha of this team. You know, like you said, I mean, that could be made present really in the coming days. But the, the manufactured narrative that Jeremy Grant somehow wants to be a number one over Cunningham and might want to, that might be part of the reason why he's traded. I just, I don't see that as really being a factor. I've yeah. never really gotten that. Another thing that's been going in the Pistons' favor really kind of over the last week is Killian Hayes, the former number seven overall pick. Dwayne Casey has pulled a string, in my opinion, in a good way, bringing him off the bench putting Corey Joseph in the starting lineup. Now, I don't think Corey Joseph is some perfect addition to the starting lineup, but Killian has really been thriving off the bench in kind of a secondary playmaker role, the primary playmaker on the second unit. He really seems more comfortable. There's less pressure on him. Him and Cade haven't played great when they're on the floor together. Killian still plays more minutes than Joseph, really plays starters minutes, but he's he. it seems like this bench role, at least for the rest of this year, seems to be cut out for him. The problem with Killian is I think he's a lot further – well, I don't think. I know he's a lot further away than people thought. And the thing is, is he might just be a project player. It might take two more years before he even reaches his – uh, you know, the first year of his prime or his potential. And you know what? If he is a bust, and that's a big if because I think he's got a lot to give still, he still has only played, what, 60 professional games over here? God, so, not even a full year. Yeah, not even a full year's worth. And I think people gave up on him prematurely, but we'll – if he is a bust, that if that's the price you paid in that draft and you ended up getting Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey, one, of course, law of averages, one of those three guys isn't going to work out, and if Killian's the one that doesn't work out, it's fine because who'd you get the next year? Cade Cunningham. So I love where the Pistons are at, man. And I, and I think Killian Hayes, to answer your question, might be better suited coming off the bench. I don't really know. The point is he needs minutes. He needs to run. you got to just let him – this team isn't competing for anything, right? Playing for pride. And by the way, they have started to win a little bit. I think they have four four wins in their last 11 games, and they only have 11 on the season. So that's not nothing. So you look at some of the teams coming up on the schedule, too. They're they're, they're winnable. And if Killian Hayes is out there and winning time and he's getting crunch time minutes and and really getting that good experience, 
I think you could go into next season with a little bit of a different expectation for him. But for the rest of this year, you're exactly right, Sloan. You got you just got to be gentle with him and give him time to play. I want to talk about another guy from that draft class, and that would be Isaiah Stewart. Beef Stew. I'm a big Beef Stew guy. He Love. plays a role on this team, and he plays it really, really well. Rebounder, rim runner, physical presence, decent rim protector, getting better in that regard yeah. for an undersized center generally. Physical presence as well, but... I want to ask this question because I have an answer to it. I don't know if you're going to agree with me. Is Isaiah Stewart a starter on the playoff Pistons team of the future? My answer to that would be no. I think he doesn't bring enough offense for today's NBA, but I still think he could play big minutes on the next great Pistons team. I think he should be on it for certain because he plays a role. I mean, he could play next to more of a traditional five. Well, today's NBA traditional five. I, I think he could, yeah, play big minutes, he, kind of a Jason Maxiel type, you know, physical, still play 25, 26, 27 minutes a night. But I'm not sure with his skill set if he's necessarily a starter. I think that you could see them draft a five, kind of a, a new wave five like Holmgren or Jabari Smith, plug that person into the five, bring Stewart off the bench. You can still play them both together, one kind of having more of an offensive mind, one being more of an enforcer type that's my opinion. I love Isaiah Stewart. He's my favorite player in the league. He's my favorite player on the more Pistons. Than, more than Cunningham. Yes. I love... I, not, I mean, I'm not... Whatever. Beef your, Stew is my guy. That's your how game I, that, emulates Beef Stew. Yeah, that, when I Ritten played basketball, grind. that's how I played, and it was just... I, I couldn't shoot to save my life, and it was fun. But I want to agree with you, Sloan. No, he's not a starter on a playoff team, but he plays good minutes, and I want to get into this. He has always been a Dennis Rodman type. I've always compared him to Dennis Rodman. He doesn't have the rebounding ability, but he has the effort and the motor and the temperament and the just he he's just hell bent on winning and and trying to, you know, get in people's heads and he's gritty and he's grimy and he's defensive and all that good stuff. So I want to look at Dennis Rodman's playoff stats from 1989 when the Bad Boys first broke through and won a championship. Zero games started in those playoffs, 24 minutes per game, 68% from the floor, and then five points and 10 rebounds a game. Isaiah Stewart could absolutely bring you that on a playoff team. Now, you could argue like the way the, the game is played now is so different that you know that wouldn't be conducive to winning nowadays, which is fair. But definitely Isaiah Stewart's worthy of playing half the game, 24, 25 minutes, and, and he can come off the bench for you and be an energy guy, kind of like Malik Hall is for the Spartans. 100%. And and so so to answer the question, no, I don't think he's a starter, but by no means does that mean he's a slouch. I think, yeah, you're right, Sloan. You get an offensive-minded uh, center to come in and start, and then Beef Stew will pick you up when you're, you know, you're 12 minutes in or 10 minutes in or whatever, and he'll do his thing. Two-parter to finish this Pistons segment what pieces do this, does this team need the most right now? And that kind of ties into what player are we eyeing in the draft for this Pistons team. I am a huge Jabari Smith guy. I mean, I could not be a bigger Jabari Smith guy. He reminds me a lot of Evan Mobley. He can stretch it. He can score it. Good rim protector. He'll be a one-and-done guy at Auburn, and he's their best player on a team that could win a national championship. I think he's a perfect fit on this team. He's going to go in the top three. He could slot right in at center. You know, primary or secondary score that Cunningham can dish the ball to. You could even use him in the pick and roll. I mean, I am just infatuated with Jabari Smith. So I think another five, one that scores the basketball a little bit more, is something this team needs. And then another one, too, would be 
just another like an uber athlete on the wing, someone who can really attack it. Not really a, a playmaker with the basketball in their hands, but a slasher, a shooter, a scorer. Miles Bridges looking at you. That would be amazing. That'd I would be love if this team added Miles Bridges. But yeah, you're right. You definitely need more offense from the five. That's not Isaiah Stewart's fault. I don't think he's going to develop to end up being anything. They try to get him a jumper, but it yeah, wasn't great. And, and that's okay, man. Like He can just come in, be a rim runner, play 25 minutes a game, rebound. He's my favorite player. I love him. Um, I don't think he'll be starting when this team is making the playoffs. I agree. But he'll be on the team, and he will be a damn good part of the team. Do you have like a one prospect that you're really eyeing in the draft? Is it Holmgren? No, you it's are, not. I, mean, I know it's, you're such a anyone, big Gonzaga guy. You love Gonzaga. I do not. Are you, you are you Gonzaga. joking with me? Yeah, you're messing with me. No, I'm not, I, I am, not I am off Gonzaga every year. I will say this. I don't like Chet. I think anyone but Chet. I just don't. He seems like a project to me, and I don't really think. I think by the time. We like, don't need two project players no, on this team. No, definitely not. Um, I don't like to typically even look at prospects this early just because for the sake of my sanity, I get so into it and so hell-bent on picking one guy, and that's the guy. For example, I did this last year when the Lions were looking for their head coach. I wanted Robert Sala so bad. So I was like, that is the one answer. He's from here. He wants to win. He wants the job. They interviewed him. I was like, done deal. They hired Dan Campbell, and I was like, oh, my God, like a tight end coach. That's how I felt, too. And, you know, you give it time. worked out. And it works out. Decently in the first year. So I don't love getting so, you know, putting the blinders on and looking at one guy, but Sloan, I would actually agree with you. Jabari Smith. No, I'm I'm a, I'm a big Jabari Smith guy. Re-upping on a couple of topics we talked about earlier in the show, 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. You can text that number with your reaction to Michigan State's win over Michigan yesterday at the Breslin Center, as well as the two burning football questions. Your top emotion watching Matthew Stafford play for a conference championship this afternoon is blank. For me, it's angry. For Trent, it's prideful. Let's go nine. Henry is really kind of taking it as a large perspective. And then another one for Henry. Call your shot. Where is Jim Harbaugh coaching football at this time next year? Maybe Minnesota. Maybe the University of Michigan. Who knows? 517-884-8989 with your thoughts. On the other side, we're going to get into the Sparty Awards. And we mentioned karaoke earlier in the program. Karaoke is coming back for the Sparty Awards. We may have sang some of these songs last night. But it's a Sparty Awards Best Karaoke Songs edition on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. They say all good things must come to an end. Well, they obviously never heard of Impact's online stream. Go to www.impact89fm.org and listen to our never-ending live stream as much as you want. The delicious music never has to end. Take that, they... Impact 89 FM. First floor. Hey, what floor are you going to? Oh, uh, three. Thanks. (coughs) Hey, didn't we, uh, have... Yeah, that one class. Yeah, that's so funny to to see you, (coughs) because I thought maybe we could, uh... Would you ever want to, um... I was wondering if you... If I could stick my finger in your eye. What? No. Oh, I just flushed some toilets and touched a doorknob. What? I've been keeping this moist Kleenex in my pocket. That's Uh, so gross. I thought we could, you know, just stick my finger in your eye. Is that weird? No, don't touch me. What's wrong with you? Oh, 
Sorry. Well, ever since you got in the elevator, you've been coughing all over your hands and pressing those buttons, so I just thought you were into that kind of thing. Free. Studies show that three quarters of women and only half of men actually wash their hands in the bathroom. That's nasty. Stop the flu and other germs by regularly washing with soap and avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. More at cdc.gov slash clean hands. Impact 89 FM. Yup. Ah. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dread. Welcome back to the Sparty Awards. Well, yes, it is the Sparty Awards. I meant to say welcome back to the Green and White Report, but we're doing the Sparty Awards, so. Yeah, we are. We are each going to submit our four favorite karaoke songs for the Sparty Awards. Mr. Menegos. It's all right. There we go. Trumpet fanfare. It was a little, baby. little delayed. That's all right. We were, we, were, we were all That's on the edge is. of our seats here waiting for the trumpet fanfare always needs to open the Sparty Awards. Without further ado, the four best karaoke songs in our opinions. And like I said, this is spurred on by, well, number one, we did karaoke last night. Yes. And number two, someone suggested that we do this. And oh. that person would be... Shout out Ryan Collins, former yes. host of the show. We please people, man. I, we do. I will say that. We do a lot of things wrong on this show. <laughs> One of the things that we get right is when people want something, we deliver. We give it to them. That's great. Good That's job, good guys. All right. So, Trent, let's start with you. Okay. Um, You're my, number one of four favorite karaoke songs. My number one is the one that I did last night. It's uh, Believe by Cher. I think it is such a such an anthem, such a power ballad. You can really belt it out. You can really like get after it. And the other thing about it is it's not super hard to sing because Cher's voice is not that high. It's very low. Like it's 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 she's got such a deep voice for a woman. It's such a powerful, you know. So that's the hard part is trying to punch the top of it. But you know, but what was your I, other Trent? You were you awesome last night. If by I the could way. turn back time, okay. But that wasn't me. That was just the other dudes. And then oh, they you like, jumped they in. Told you jumped to, in. They told me to come up there, right. which was fun. Trent, but, you were great. Thank you. You were great. I last night. sing it in the car every time I drive home. It's a one-hour car ride. I get a lot of karaoke in the car. That's exactly right. It's fun. All right, my number one. That'd be Dancing Queen by ABBA. Love ABBA. <laughs> it's a great pick. Last night we sang Super Trooper. It was great. Yes. Me, Abby. You were you also yes. sang Super Trooper. It was a quartet. Yes. ABBA is great. Dancing Queen. At any any ABBA song is going to be a hit. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, gimme, gimme, gimme. And if you pick any ABBA song, it, this is Dancing Queen or really anything by ABBA is a hit at karaoke. I mean, how how can you not be a fan? Great party music, especially like you know if you're going to a local establishment, they might be featuring it. ABBA. That's generalization. ABBA. Good answer. Um, my second one, I'm. This is kind of a lazy one, but I couldn't think of a better Michael Jackson song to sing in a dive bar, Billie Jean, because everyone knows it. I think like there's other Michael Jackson songs that everyone doesn't know. Or you like, could throw the moonwalk in there. Yeah, or like maybe his singing is too high in a couple songs. Like this is oh. a good one that's mellow enough to like yeah, you know you, you can go with it. Beat I almost it, started beat it singing. Up there. So it's like don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, and, it's a little you know, up there. Those yeah. are a little tougher to you know get there. Pyt and pyt. That's another one that's probably good. But Billy Jean, that's that's a really that's good, a good one. Pick. God, I, I've been to Crunchies many many times. In that, that's probably not a bad thing. I shouldn't say that on there. I've been to Crunchies <laughs> a few times over the last like semester or so, and no one has attempted to sing Michael Jackson. So well, that's really kind of a shame. I think, I think I think everyone kind of just shame. no one touches them. They're just like okay, yeah, you can. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let that exist. I'm not gonna disgrace Michael Jackson by <laughs> trying to sing this. But next, and this is this is a great one. Bon Jovi, living on a prayer. That's a great pick. When as soon We're as I saw that there. you put that there, I was like, yeah, that that was a. It gets the place going. Everybody knows the words. Tommy used to work on the dock. Yeah, that, that Union's been pick. on strike. <laughs> it's an anthem. You gotta get it the is. anthems. It's and, it's just it's a classic too. Everyone knows the words. It's high energy. Gets the place going. Yes, it's not terribly hard to sing like, and you truly want the best for tommy and gina you really do yeah, yeah. You, and every time you good, listen to it, like people I, they might make it this time they might they, they might yeah. just make it they might make it this time all right all mr. she has to do is take his hand okay <laughs> mr uh, Bally. My, my third pick is anything by prince and i actually probably shouldn't have put anything i'll say any of prince's hits because prince has like 39 albums or something purple like that. So, rain Purple Rain would be a great karaoke song. That'd when be a, that'd when be Doves great. Cry would be a great one. Little Red Corvette, that's yeah. another one I have done in the past. I feel like that'd be a great one. 1999, yeah. like those are all good. Uh, Raspberry Beret. We have Little, Cor- Cor- we have little Red By Corvette the way, in Trent, the system. It's in the system. Trent, I don't know if I should be saying this over the air, but Dirty Honey, who you yes. touched upon, yes. has, now has a Prince cover. What song? Uh, Let's Get Crazy. That, yes. that called? Oh, it was called? Oh, God. It Hank, was featured awesome. at the Winter Classic on New Year's between the Wild and the Blues. Okay. They filmed it on a lake. It was like a frozen lake. It was awesome. There's like fireworks. You got to watch the video. Cool. I will check that out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that was is a great. Good call. Good call. Just thought of that. I, I want to like shout out some karaoke names from last night as well. Like when Trent was introduced, it was T Bow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. T Bow is my Next up, ego. I need T Bow. Yeah. Alter and ego. for Brendan Shabath, it was WDBM w- Shabs. <laughs> yeah. He was, we were plugging impact all night. Every yeah. time I got I got the microphone, I, I would say that, and then I'd say Detroit Lions 2023. By the way, it's the fun. guy that runs the karaoke at Rico. Is, is awesome. Yeah, right? Rico Love Rico. The goat. Did, this, did he do we a song Rico. to start it off? He again? did. What song did he do? Leroy Brown. Leroy Brown, Jim yep. Croce. Yep. Wow, great. It, it, we, we love Rico. Crunchies, great place. All right, next for me, anything Frank Sinatra is great. Dennis, who is the karaoke master of Crunchies, yes. timeless, ageless legend oh, in this town. He's the older fellow. Yes, Dennis oh likes God, to awesome. sing some. Dennis <laughs> likes to sing Frank Sinatra. Yeah, I, when I was there a couple weeks ago, he sang "Fly Me to the Moon." Yeah, New York, New York is another good one. Really, you can pick a that's lot life. of different. Yeah, that's life. There's a lot of like good Sinatra songs. Not terribly hard to sing. Once again, very recognizable in the establishment. But you can't touch this it is, if Dennis is there, man. He, he no, owns it. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's another reason why I put Sinatra on here is because Dennis ne- needed a shout out in the segment I, I for Sparty Awards. That. I agree. All right, Trent. Fourth and final. Round it out with "Jump" by Van Halen. I love that song. <laughs> Diamond Dave, not a great singer. Uh, so it's it, so it's not that hard. I'd to be sing. playing the air guitar up there. If Shout I was... out to not Diamond Dave. Apparently, yeah. Well, no, I love Diamond Dave. Yeah, I, I love me some Diamond Dave, yeah. but Sammy Hagar's a better singer. No, I, I digress. Not... I digress. We've been here before uh, on the show. Yeah, we we have. We did a whole segment on. <laughs> we when, literally did. Yeah. When Eddie Van Halen passed away. God rest his soul. We, me and Hank, did like a twenty-minute segment on music. Van Halen songs. C- Collins, on a sports talk radio. I don't show. know if Collins is a music guy, so he might have been kind of out to lunch on that. Collins one. is like an unwritten by Natasha ben- Benning. Benningfield. That's Benning like Collins. Field. That's like that song is Collins. Or um, the, feel the rain on your skin. No yes. one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. Faithful too by uh, what song is that? It's in Coach Carter. That's another Collins oh, song. Oh, Faithful um, uh, Journey or no? I I don't know. Oh, Actually, I, I just probably just saw butchered it. that. Oh my goodness! But anyways, what's your last one? Last song? one, Darius Rucker, Wagon Wheel. Great song. Yeah. Got to mix a little country in. I, I I'm a country guy. I like country songs. This is a classic. Once again, it's very recognizable. Everybody really knows the words. 
it's just a very up. It's, it's very. It's the, the vibes are good when it comes on. Henry, I know that you like to mix in a little bit of country. You know, at the establishment or at the the function, it's 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 always a good. It's always a good. Anytime country comes on in those kind of environments, it just kind of raises every. It's a nice change up to use a baseball term. Wagon well, wheel. If you guys are ready, I'll do the honorable mentions. Right All right, now. let's get Roll right into there. it. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the same thing. You gotta have country music. You, you gotta have a couple. I, I don't care songs. if you listen to country music or not. When that comes on at karaoke, you're singing the words. Yes, you're singing the choruses every Long time. Neck, country ice music, cold beer, never broke my heart. Oh, country God. roads, take yeah. me home. Oh, that every was country last night. Song. It could be a new country, it could be old country. It doesn't matter. Everybody's singing on a country song. It's just like easy refrains. Everybody's got it. So country, country is a karaoke go to. Mm-hmm. I, I also say I kind of mentioned this earlier too. You got to like the rock anthems, man. Like I'm talking like the journeys and like you know like. Separate all ways. Don't stop believing. Oh my God! All, all those like rock anthems, like uh, uh, what's that one? Come on now, I'm just, I gotta think. What's that one? Jenny, Jenny, think. who can I turn to? The good Paradise one? City. Oh, uh, par- yeah, I can come Eight, on. Six, now. seven, five, three, zero, oh, nine. Yeah, I mean, I pour some sugar on me. Yeah, man. Pour, pour, this are great. Pour some sugar on me. You're you're, you're nailing them. Right Trent's now. not a GNR guy. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah, oh, oh that's I'm, better. I'm Motley Crue through and through. But, you didn't sing any right. Motley Crue last night. They don't have any good Motley Crue songs. They have like Home Sweet Home and it's not Smoking in the Boys Room. Oh, you don't like Smoking uh, no, in the I, Boys I, Room? I definitely do, but I'd rather get up there and sing Wild Side than Oh, whatever. that'd be great. Okay. So that, that's girls, it. Girls but and, it. anything else? Did we miss anything else? I mean, and I guess you could do like the other like the 70s classic, like the the pop one. Neil uh Neil Diamond. What's or, that one? Uh, oh, Sweet Caroline. Yeah. I mean, I it's just those songs that everybody knows. Bohemian He's, Rhapsody. Yeah. The ones everybody Bohemian knows. Bohemian Rhapsody's always good. Dream on. Because here, here's the thing, <laughs> here's the thing about karaoke is like you can't just sing your favorite song. You have to sing a song that everybody that challenges knows. you too. Yep. Well, you I, have to challenge you yourself. Challenge yourself if you want to. But I mean the the key is everybody knows that everybody can sing it. That's how you win at karaoke. It needs to be relatable for sure. There's there's a ton of like two thousands hits that are like Mr. Jones. Yeah. Great karaoke yeah, song. That's a good one. Like mid two thousands, like poppy, rocky stuff. Now here's the thing. Would you guys do any like contemporary songs at karaoke? Would you do like Mo Bamba? Like, like what would you would you um, do like Trent or Brenda did Hey Ya last night? Yeah, which was that was pretty electric. Oh, he was great. No, he was I'm dancing. Saying, I mean like I mean within the last two or three years. No, probably not. Short answer, probably no. Not. Well, because that's not my music taste in general. Yeah, so true. I probably wouldn't. But they're not. You know. they're, but like they're not really said, winners. They're not really winners at the karaoke. That's what point. I was. Yeah. Your point too. It it needs to be. You got to stick with the classics. Yeah, you can't venture too far into the present time. Actually, the farther back you go is probably better. Yeah, so. I think so too. Also, at Crunch, this is the last one. A number of times at Crunchies, people have done the national anthem, which. I have that's incredible. I, I've heard I the national that. anthem a few times, so <laughs> that's a pretty that's actually it is re- on the list. It's so. actually really funny if people everyone want to knows sing the, the words. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it is a song. So or it was a poem a actually. Poem. Yeah, I was gonna say my that grade school history education is, yeah. is coming back. That was the Sparty Awards best karaoke songs. If you think we missed any as a group. 517-884-8989 is the telephone number. You can also tweet us using the hashtag GWReport. We're going to hit some more basketball on the other side of the break, along with a sports update from Jay DeCoster. He is back in studio. Still a lot to do. 30 more minutes here on the Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Excuse me. Excuse me. 
Excuse me, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you all for coming out tonight. I have a big announcement to make. The Impact and I are getting married! Now you've got even more reasons to love The Impact. We've got prizes, great shows, and stunning good looks. But that's not all. Check out our website at impact89fm.org for exclusive videos, music and concert reviews, local current events, and more. It's easy to see why people fall in love with The Impact. 89FM. Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. <laughs> get it? Because I'm a... Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again, me and you. <laughs> anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save. Feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants, the Michigan Association of CPAs, and the Ad Council. Impact 89 FM. Bringing you sports updates this Sunday and every Sunday. This is the Impact Sports Update. And welcome back to the Green White Report Sports Update. My name is J.D. Coster. It's Sunday, which means it's Championship Sunday around the NFL. AFC Championship set to kick off at 3 o'clock Eastern Time between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Chiefs are looking to make it to their third consecutive Super Bowl appearance, while the Bengals are looking to make it to their first Super Bowl since 1989. On the NFC side, NFC Championship kicking off at 6.30 Eastern Time, where the San Francisco 49ers will take on the LA Rams. 49ers are looking to make it to their second Super Bowl in three years, while Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford is looking to make it to his first ever Super Bowl appearance. In other, in other news around the league, seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady is likely to retire after 22 seasons in the NFL. This has been your Green and White Report Sports Update. Thank you, Jay, for another great update here on the Green and White Report. A lot going on in the world of sports, not just locally. Obviously, Michigan, Michigan State yesterday, but Jay hit on Tom Brady's retirement championship weekend. I mean, I don't know if anything is really going to be able to top next weekend in terms of the quality of football, but it's another big one. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, last weekend's play was just absolutely incredible. I mean, four four games that came out of the wire. Yeah, I don't think these games will be as good in my opinion, but I mean, these are two really these are two really good games. So I mean, it's, we'll it's to hard see. to top four walk offs. I mean, that that's like. You let, that was it's insane. Incredible. Every single game down to the, and the one that you know wasn't supposed to be the Rams get ahead by all that much, and you just kind of some people turn it off. I didn't, but oof, they had I mean, to yeah. sweat it out. When it was twenty-seven-three, I was like, okay. I mean, yeah. Do you think? Do you think the the Bucks are gonna come back here? And they did. Tom I mean, Brady. It's Tom Brady. So yeah, it's it's, cra- it's crazy that he's gone. I mean, it's not confirmed because Adam Schefter is probably. <laughs> on he's on fumes right now. I don't know what he's thinking, but I think I think it's. I think Brady's done, so, you know. Yeah, I also agree. All right, before more football here in the gambling corner to finish out the show, we've got a quick 
college basketball full court press with Henry Menegos. We're going to stick with basketball here. Question number one, can UCLA make another magical run in the NCAA tournament? No. I made, I put this one in there just for you, Trent. Yeah, look, I was more passionate about this at the beginning of the season when they, you know, were the, I think they were ranked number two in the second week of the season or something. They're just so overrated. They had a great little run last year. You're exactly right. It was magical. It was, a, it it was, was awesome. Magical. Everyone's rooting for the underdog, the 11 seed. It was cool, but it had to come to an end, and it did. And, you know, coming into this year, they have good players. I mean, Johnny Juzang, yes. I like. I still like Tiger Campbell. And Great player. I'm blanking on the other guy who's Jaime Hockey. Jaime Miles Johnson, Cody Riley. Yeah, they've got a good team. Good team. I just don't think they seem like a Sweet 16 team, and I don't think they're going to get much farther past that. I agree with you, Trent. I mean, I'm in love with their roster. They have a great roster. They're going to win the Pac 12. I mean, maybe Arizona will have something to say about that, potentially Oregon, but they're going to run through that conference. Magical run, no. Sweet 16 run, probably likely just with the talent they have on their team. But I I, I would qualify a magical run as, as some kind of Final Four appearance or something close to that. Yeah. So magical run, no. Next, cash, next question, wow. Who is your biggest sleeper team in college basketball? Arizona, bear down. I feel like no one is talking about how good they are this year. They have some great talent. Brand new head coach and Tommy Lloyd comes over from Gonzaga. He's got them going. The program was really just stale and idle and and kind of stuck in neutral with with Sean Miller in his last few years there. They finally fired him due to all the cheating he did. They've really that program has really have had some life breathed into it. They play defense. They're athletic. They're deep. And once again, they play in the Pac-12, so they're going to be able to get some wins, collect a good seed. They could challenge UCLA for the conference championship. I'm really high on Arizona headed toward the tournament. Houston. Oh, you're I such a Houston, Houston guy. I was a huge Houston guy last year. I love Houston for no other reason than five slam and jamma back in the day. Um, no, but for real though, Kyler Edwards, I he's a he's a senior. He's a close to a twenty per game, twenty point per game score. And I just love senior leadership in March. I always will. And I'm glad that college basketball is going to get back to that with these new one-and-done rules that are going to come out again. But I, I, I definitely – I like Houston for a sleeper. I don't – by no means do I think they're going to win it. But that's my favorite team that I think is kind of hanging, you know, under the radar. I like Houston. I like Next question. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Who is the biggest sleeper in the Big Ten? Ooh. You, you know what I'm going to answer with. I've had a team – on my mind since the beginning of the season, that'd be Ohio State. Ohio State, I think there's 16 right now in the AP poll. Chris Holtman, I'm not a really a Holtman guy, but their roster, Jamari Wheeler, Kyle Kyle Young, Justin Arns, EJ Liddell, Arden Key. I mean, they're just loaded with talent. They have guard play. They play defense. They have multiple bigs. You know, Mechie is a good young point guard for them as well. They've got the talent and experience, in my opinion, to potentially make a run in the Big Ten tournament, potentially be a Sweet 16 team. And the reason I call them a sleeper is because I don't really think people are talking about them as much as they should. Wisconsin gets all the headlines, Michigan State, Purdue, Illinois. But watch out for the Buckeyes. I'm going to say Rutgers because I think they could I, make the I, tournament. I, I, they could make the tournament. And hey, they, they've got a win over Purdue. That's a good win when the committee is looking win. at this kind of stuff. And look. That's a team that, you know, they've got some senior upperclassmen leadership there, and, hey, they've got a tough environment to play in at home. So I just think, yeah, in the Big Ten tournament, you're right, they could probably go out and beat anybody in the Big Ten if it's, you know, a one-game situation. So uh, my biggest sleeper is Rutgers. I was thinking about Indiana, but ultimately I just – 
I don't think Mike the Woodson, way, how's I, everybody? I don't think Indiana's brand of basketball right now is sustainable. I agree. Next question. And Mike Woodson. After and their Mike win Woodson. at Kansas, is Kentucky a real threat to win the SEC? You know, I'm I'm gonna count them in just because well, yeah, that you, was you a can't huge count them out. win. Yeah. Oscar Shebway as well is putting up Shaquille O'Neal like numbers in terms of scoring in the paint and rebounding the basketball. This is a Kentucky team that's got a chip because they were terrible last year. Going into Allen Fieldhouse's winning is a and and winning is a huge deal. The SEC all of a sudden is really really good this year. I think they're a player. They got to be. Yeah, they, they they are. And you did a great job bringing that down, so I won't waste our time. But yeah. Next question: Who is your favorite non-power five team in college basketball this season? Marquette. The Marquettes, the Golden Eagles. Shaka Smart, who still has hair, has got them ranked in the top 25. Daryl Morsell, transferred from Maryland, very good player for them. They're, they have a good resume. They knocked off Illinois earlier this season. They have the ghost of Joey Hauser. Yeah, and Sam Hauser. His brother was Sam. Yes, correct. Yeah, Sam Hauser. I, I, they're sneaky. They they can you can people can prove that they can win at Marquette. The Big East is competitive, so they're really kind of cutting their teeth in conference. Marquette, Sharpie, whoever comes out of the MAC. Final answer, real Toledo <laughs> just, maybe. I love I love MAC basketball. T O L. Yeah. Um. No, but uh, does does Gonzaga count? Are they like void? Yeah, you I mean, will they, count Gonzaga if they. I mean, if they count, then they have to be your favorite, right? Because they're a top team. Yeah, I guess whatever. Uh, no, I I actually like. I always like whoever comes out of the MAC. I always like who comes out of the Missouri Valley. I always like, those are the teams that I think can actually upset. Well, shout out Loyola Chicago. Yeah, so like Drew that, Valentine. That, that's a good answer. Shout out Drew. That's all. Next question. Will this year's Gonzaga team be different from ones in years past? All right, Trent. One, two, three. No. No, that, we were supposed to. Not, so you you wanted me to answer with <laughs> you. We were supposed thought, to say that together. Okay, that I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what let's the try count it again. up was from. Okay, one, we gotta coordinate that next okay, week. Okay, I'll focus. Focus. Okay. One, two, three. Everybody. No. no they're no, not. They're not. Um until they prove it. Yeah, until dude, they I, prove us wrong, I'm not gonna take them seriously to win it all. I will their die odds on, will be great, I'm sure. I, they always are. I will die on this hill. Last year was their best chance. I said that all season. I said if they don't win it this year, they're never going to. That was the best team they've had that Mark Few's had in 20 years. That team was better than this team. I understand this team has Chet and and you know Timmy's still there. They got stuff going on. But they have hey, a good team. They have a good roster, but they fumbled good, the bag last year. Always, was, they always have good teams. They always do, man. And it, you you sleepwalk for two months yes. playing these. What, what is it? The WCC. The WCC, which is very good this year. BYU's good there. Competitive. San yeah. Francisco, St. Mary's. So they there's something to be said there. I guess they're getting a little bit more the run rest this is year. Pepperdine but, though, so it's like or Santa Clara. <laughs> Woo. Uh, like, honestly, dude, would I be shocked at all if Gonzaga loses in the Sweet 16? No. Nope. Because they've, <laughs> they've done it for 20 years. Maybe not in the Sweet 16, but they they can't get over that hump. And it sucks because I'm always going to root. I'm happy-go-lucky. I'm always going to root for the underdog or the little, you know, the, 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 what, what's the word? The small fry? Yes. Whatever. The small, it's yes. just not it, It's not in the cards all for, right, for we, Gonzaga. We'll, we will work on our coordination yes. for the next time we talk about Gonzaga. We will. Yeah, B B minus on that score. Yeah. C plus. Uh, it was it was it was yeah. uh, it was rough. Generous. Next question: Who is your favorite player in college basketball? Well, I skipped one. But we'll do this one. Who is your favorite player in college basketball this season? Joey Hauser. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's Marcus Bingham. It actually is. And like the the um, I guess this question is 
it's objective, right? It's like whoever you want to say. Anybody. It could yeah. be anybody. Marcus Bingham, because he's made me proud because I, you know, put a lot of stock into him before the season. I think he's delivered for the most part. Uh, there was a little bit of a blip uh, two weeks ago, you know, the Northwestern game and that kind of stuff. But, hey, he has since answered the bell. I don't see him falling into another slump like that. I think he's going to keep riding the high of playing good defense. And, you know, he might only score five, six points, but he's going to block shots. He's going to, when it's all said and done, he's going to be the all-time leader in blocks here in East Lansing. Yep. So that's great. Marcus Bingham. For me, I'm sticking once again with Auburn because they're great and they, they deserve a shout-out in this college Your basketball. Boy. Jabari Smith. Your boy. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Trent, if the Pistons don't get him, I'm locked in on that pick. He can just do it all on offense. He's smooth. He's poised. He's a guy who could have a big NCAA tournament, and Auburn is, even though you and I have so much disdain for Bruce Pearl, Auburn, good. Next question. I got to give a quick shout-out to Nick Song says that this Gonzaga slander is amazing. All so, right. Oh, he doesn't like Gonzaga, or he does? I don't think he No, he doesn't, because yeah, okay. he's not a Gonzaga He's guy. a West Coast kid, you know what I mean? Nick yeah, Song, out. let's rock. Gonzaga, out. All right, last one. What is Duke's ceiling in Coach K's last season? These ceiling questions... Are always like so. So the term "what is the ceiling" by definition means what is the best possible outcome for this team, player, coach, whatever the case may be. The ceiling's a championship. Trent's yep. a big definition guy it's today. The, it's the same. It's the same logic we talked Trent's, about with Trent's Michigan taking State. everybody to school. Yeah, the professor, professor, professor Bally, Mister Bally. <laughs> you do have teaching experience. Uh, yes, substitute. Shout out. But yeah, no, I, I just like. Uh, I mean, the, their ceiling has to be a championship. I completely agree. I mean, you and I have been talking about this for a while. The, the 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 sexiness and the appeal of Coach K's last season, the farewell tour, the 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 moment he's gonna the, the they've the, got that going the for video him too. clip yeah. he's gonna have in one shining moment, the gifts that are gonna be given to him, all the talk on TV, the college basketball gods are gonna smile down on him, and it would just be very very sports for him to go out in a big way. Yeah, they've got a good team. You know, shout out Paulo Bancaro. So I agree with you. I, I mean, I see this team as a potential Final Four team. They're in the top ten. They've been consistently there all season long. So I think that has to be the ceiling, like you said. All right, 16 minutes before the hour here on the Green and White Report. On the other side of the break, Gambling Corner and the Picks. Matt Merrifield will rejoin us. Jay and, and Henry will also give us some maybe some of their favorite picks as well. But all of us have some bets from all over sports we want to talk about, as well as championship weekend picks against the spread in the NFL. Lots still to do. Final segment, Green and White Report. 89 FM, the music that matters. Sir, do you realize how fast you weren't going? I'm parked. Exactly, in the middle of an intersection. Oh, uh, my battery's dead? I can hear the impact on your radio. The signal in the spot is so good. What else am I supposed to do? Use the internet. What? Yeah, go to impact89fm.org. You can listen to the music stream live, plus you can listen to podcasts, read news, watch videos, and post comments. Impact89fm.org. Sir, I'm going to need you to move your car. The Impact Online. We live in a fast-paced world. From the moment we get out of bed, we rush to work, rush to class, rush to the next meeting, and then rush home, only to do it all again tomorrow. But what if we didn't? What if we all slowed down? What if we all stopped, even for just a few moments, and took a break? Imagine you're at the beach on a sunny day. Or perhaps you're jumping out of a plane at 20,000 feet. Whatever it is that makes you smile, take a few minutes out of your busy day and go there. 
Studies show that taking regular mental breaks helps improve productivity and creativity. Whether it's a few quiet moments to yourself, a walk outside, or a chapter of your favorite book, taking frequent breaks throughout the day will help you stay calm, focused, and ready for whatever lies ahead. Don't let stress get the best of you. Take a moment, refresh, and reset. Your mind will thank you. A message from 88.9 The Impact. We've got multiple impact is zone. We have multiple real is zone numbers here, like Jay, Henry, Matt. This is a this song is a staple that's played every every game. And yesterday it, it rang throughout the Breslin Center. Yeah, it was awesome. We're rejoined by Matt Merrifield here as well as Jay Henry. We're all here. It's a collective effort for the gambling corner. Let it play. Belt it out. I love this. Oh, Matt's singing. <laughs> the, this the, wouldn't be a bad karaoke song. Oh, it'd be great. It, well, actually, someone did it yesterday, I think. The premise of this song is just kind of funny. Yeah. I, I, I think it's pretty good. I don't know why we're singing about it, but I've waited why for not? so long. Yeah. All right, Gambling Corner. So each one of us, we have some picks that we want to bring to the table. We're going to do this round table style before championship weekend picks against the spread. And Mr. Bally, let's start with you. Gambling time. Gambling time. Sorry, I'm trying to pull up my uh, my sheet here. Okay, so my first pick for the next... It, it, well, actually, all my picks are today, but they didn't technically have to be. I like the Detroit Pistons plus 8.5 versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. That game is tonight. I think it's at 7 p.m. Not sure how much of it I'll actually be able to catch because I will be locked in on number 9 in the yep. LA Rams. But I, uh, I, I definitely like the Pistons. They're playing better at this juncture. I think Cade takes it personally against Evan Mobley, outplays him. By no means do I think the Pistons are going to win. They could, given the way they've been playing lately. But Cavaliers overrated. Pistons cover 8.5. All right, Mr. Merrifield, what are, you, what, are you, what are you bringing to the table? First pick, the hockey pick. Uh, the Sharks are probably the worst team in hockey on Sundays for whatever reason. So they travel to Carolina tonight. I'm taking the over, over six goals tonight. Very over nice. six goals. I like that pick a lot. I also have a hockey over. It's not that game. But, yeah, the, the Hurricanes, too. They're, they're I mean, they, they're playing really well. My first pick, once again, we're going to college basketball. That would be Marquette plus two and a half at Providence. Providence, the Friars, they're having a nice year, but they're always a weird team that will lose some games down the stretch. I really like Marquette this season. They've proven that they could win big games on the road. Two and a half points. Take it to the bank. Marquette, Golden Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, but not those Eagles. So The ghost of All Joey right. Hauser. Mr. Bally. All right, my second pick. I like Minnesota plus 11.5 versus Wisconsin. That game is at, I think, like 3 p.m. or something. It's a like lot that. of points. That's yeah. a lot it's of points. It's just a lot of points. I like Minnesota. They play everyone tough. Uh, I like Ben Johnson. I like what they do. You're a huge so, Ben Johnson. Guy. I am. Huge. So I, I, I just I think that you know Wisconsin. We saw it firsthand. They're, they're Peyton Willis, maybe a very little good overrated. Player. Jameson Battle, very good player. Yes, they can play defense. They can. They yep. play hard. And you know what? Wisconsin might be a little overrated. I think Wisconsin's going to win, but 11.5 is so many in the Big Ten. Way too many points. Mr. Merrifield. Second pick, a little bit of Southland basketball. Southland Conference. Wow. Take, We're going way down the board. We're taking this is why the, we bring Matt on. We, oh, boy. New Orleans is a pick em today against McNeese State. New Orleans has won oh eight my. in a row. Derek St. Derek St. Hilaire has sco- scores oh. 20 a night. They're going to roll. Are they the Buccaneers or the Pirates? I don't even know. <laughs> All right. McNeese State Cowboys. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I know that. Joe Dumars, baby. I'm going to take a quick T.O. here in the gambling corner. Okay. You so have, have two left. We have, have two Matt Merrifield left. here 
ad- maybe advising people to potentially lay down a couple of shillings on Southland Conference basketball. South, a pick, a pick em. Southland. Oh, the, 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 the Southland. They're the privateers. They're not even yes, the, the privateers. You know what? I'm going to throw a dollar wow. on all of our bets. Just see how we do. Wow. See, see Southland Conference basketball. Yes. Also, Un- I'm, unreal. I'm going to say, I, I always say it jokingly, but it's not a joke. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have a problem. Um, is it my turn again? Or no, it's I'm over go- to you. Over I'm to going you. back to the association for my next pick. Woo! Also Pistons Cavs. Yes. Cade Cunningham, points, rebounds, assists. This is a this is a wager that's great. Over 28 and a half. Good game, best game of his career against the Nuggets. Struggled pretty mightily against Orlando. He'll bounce back in a big way. I mean, y- you can cash this over. I mean, take this one to the bank too. He'll have 20, he'll have six assists. And then you're already at 26. He'll rebound the ball four or five times. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's fr- it's like free money. That does seem low for him, given the fact that he just scored 34 yeah, like, last that's week. That's free money. Yeah. Especially against the Cavs. Like you said, Evan Mobley, kind of a prove-it game. He wants to be rookie of the yeah. year. Both of them do. I like that a lot. All right. My third pick? Wow. Third this pick. This has been fast. Third All right. Pick. Uh, USA versus Canada, World Cup, World Cup qualifiers today at 3 p.m. USA to score in the first half, plus 143. That's some good juice. Yep. That's very I love, good juice. I love my boys. Shout out to the men's national team. Big game against Canada, Canada right now. solid. Canada's at the top of the table, and, and, and uh, USA is second. So this is this game has implications. There's some juice there, and then you have a, a little bonus as well. Oh, I do have a little bonus. Any I goal, like that. That's some juice, too. Any goal in the first 15 minutes is plus 280, and that's a fun one because you can just kind of get on your feet and root for a shootout. Mm-hmm. I, I like that a lot. Er, right, early Mr. goals uh, are always so electric, too. My final pick, Mr. Merrifield, moving into transitioning to football this afternoon, George Kittle to score a touchdown at any time today, plus 175. Dude, I took that wow. in the Packers game, which obviously he didn't end up doing it, but I saw it. It was similar. It was like plus How is that plus 175? Like, Especially indoors. Guy. I know he's a little banged up, but Lord, but they target I, him all yeah. the time. They're, they're going to have to use him if they want to win today. That, so. I, I like that pick a lot. The fact that you can get that at one, plus 175, Great value. That, that's fantastic value. We're going to hockey for my last of three picks. Once again, an over-under bet. Bruins at Dallas Stars over five and a half goals scored. Shout out Cam McLaren, WDM hockey beat reporter. He loves the Dallas Stars. Both the goaltending situations for the Bruins and Stars have been very much in flux all season long. Afternoon game. For some reason, a lot of goal scoring seems to happen at Dallas in afternoon games. I don't know why. Just kind of a hunch. Over five and a half goals scored. Those are the picks Henry, Jay, do you have any random picks before we get into NFL that you would like to bring to the table? Um, I'm gonna have to go with the San Francisco 49ers plus three and a half. Look, it's a great, it's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, no hate to Matthew Stafford. I know you guys love him, but they do not play well against the 49ers. I think this is gonna be a very close game. I think Rams the Niners, to win though. Yeah, I think the I Niners think to cover. if I had to make a pick, yeah, I like the Niners to cover, but I do like the Rams to win in a very close game. So, so I mean, so you like the Rams by like a field goal, yeah, which is you know because that yeah. would be covering. Yeah. So that that's why these lines are yeah. so tough because it's that three and a half. It's exactly. right on that line in the the Chiefs and uh, Bengals game, which we'll get to. That line seven and a half. So it's like, yeah, that's really they're gonna win by a touchdown or they yeah. not? Like it's it, yeah. All right, let's look, let's dive right into the football. Championship weekend in the NFL. Everybody loves it. We're actually going to have a WDBM watch party at a local chicken wing establishment. All of us are going to be there. It's going to be delicious. Local I'm chicken star- wing establishment. I'm starving. 
I, I am so hungry. I got, I've had way too much coffee this morning. Let's get into it. First word, you have something to say, oh, Matt? Oh, I was wondering if you're yes. a boneless or a bone-in guy. Oh, bone today, in. today, oh, God. I'm a bone-in guy, but boneless is kind of like chicken nuggets with sauce, but I don't know. It kind of feels right today because <laughs> I don't really want to get my hands dirty today. All right, first word, we're, we're going to go in order. First game, 3 o'clock, Cincinnati Bengals traveling to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Bengals getting over a touchdown. They're plus 7.5. Mr. Menegos, let's have you get the first word. Oh my God, I, I think Joe Shiesty. I think I think the have Chiefs the win. Buffs? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it simple, man. I think the Chiefs win. I think the Bengals cover. I, I think All they right. make a game. I like that pick. I I hope it's a game because I'm afraid it's not going to be. Mr. DeCoster, your picks. What are you thinking for this one? Ah oh, man, I mean the last two times on the pylon actually, which you can listen to on Impact 89 FM. <laughs> Plug yes, it, you can. nice. Uh, I picked against Joe Burrow twice, so I'm going to do it again. I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> ah. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have way too much firepower. I love Joe Burrow, but I can't. Look, the Chiefs have way too much talent. And You heard what Matt said. He's all dressed up for the game today. He looks great. Joe Bursky, baby. Yeah. Woo! Joe Burrow. We'll see the, we'll see the Cheetah throwing up the, the deuce <laughs> sign. So Yeah. All right. Mr. Bally, seven and a half. Too much, too little. Chiefs cover. Again, yeah. I'll be rooting for the Bengals, but I just, the way the Chiefs play, man, they can score, a, a quite literally, they can score in 13 seconds. Yep. So I just, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'll be rooting like hell for the Bengals. They're, they're just starting. Like this story for this team is just starting. They're going to be fine even if they don't win this game. It's not like it's the end of a regime or anything. This has been a great year for them. They're the team of destiny, but I think the Chiefs ultimately will probably win by like 10. Matthew Merrifield, I, your pick. I would not bet the spread on this game. I just yeah, it's a weird, it, it's a weird it one. It is a weird spread. But the value in this game, I would take the Bengals money line at plus two seventy five. I actually, yep. I, I think they're going to win today. I think uh, Jamar Chase hits the gritty on their Picking way to out, a right. Super Bowl. But I, I would, I still think the Bengals are going to cover. But okay. it's, a, it's a weird spread for me. I, I'm kind of on an opposite end. I don't see this game being close as much. Out of the four remaining teams. The Bengals are such a cool story. I'd really like to see them make yeah, it. Yeah, I think everyone would. Yeah, yeah, I think for the most part. Except on, for... Honest to God, from what I've seen, they're America's team this week. Yeah, they are. Everyone's rooting for the Bengals. I want them to win so badly, but honestly, I think the Chiefs and the Rams are on a collision course to the Super Bowl. I think they've, in their respective sides of the NFL, they've easily been the best teams in the NFC and the AFC. More on that when we pick the next game, but. I got the Chiefs covering this one. I think it might be like a, uh, honest to God, I think it might be a 42-21 game. Yeah, like Mahomes for 100 yards. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see this one being close. I don't either. But I'm rooting for the I'm rooting for the Bengals, man. Who day? Next game, and ladies and gentlemen, cats and dogs, to quote Ryan Rabinowitz, it's a big one. The San Francisco 49ers are going to SoFi Stadium, which may be quite a bit red, as uh, we've seen on Twitter. They're getting three and a half points, plus three and a half are the Niners. It's the 6.30 game. It is a big one. It's Matthew Stafford with a chance to go to the big game. Let's go nine! Lions fans are going to be tuned in all across the state. This is the game of the day, in my opinion. Once again, second time in one month they've played each other. Mr. Henry Menegos, your pick. Could this be another 49ers run to the Super Bowl? Nope. I don't think so. Forty Niners Chiefs rematch. I don't think so either. I, that I think would be, that would be kind of intriguing. But uh, Trent's got on your Rams cover by a million, dude. Uh, that might that might be factual today. I that, mean, yeah, 
I, I really, I'm picking Rams. I don't know. A million is a lot of points. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take those odds. Though. I think it's like two, plus two thirty or something. <laughs> With, <laughs> I will say this: in terms of the, if you're interested in doing some spread betting, I like this spread a lot more than the seven and a half in the yeah. uh, Bengals Chiefs game. Because well, my thoughts on that later. Jay is picking the Niners. Any final thoughts on Niners plus three and a half, which is your pick? I do like the Niners plus three and a half, and I thought about this, but I'm actually going to take the Niners to win. I'm, s- I'm sorry, not Oof. Lions fans. Oof. How about I, that? I mean, look what they've done. They went into Lambeau, beat them, went into Dallas, beat them. I think I think it's really hard to stop Debo Samuel right now. That running game is on point. Um, yeah, I like the Niners. So. Mr. Bally. You if, don't like the Niners if, like Jay. No. If someone could definitively tell me something that the Niners are better at than the Rams, then I would maybe be sold. I said this last week. I think that I knew this line was going to be way too close because the Niners have beaten the Rams twice this season and it's, you know, they just beat the Packers and ooh, there's all the the Rams are the better team. Yep. In every way. And I just think the Rams are going to go out there and probably win by 10 to 14 double digits. I got the Rams by double digits, so I got them to cover. Trying. All right. Matt Merrifield, don't, you're on the Niners. Don't get train. mad. Don't get mad at me here. Uh-oh. It's cool. It comes down to quarterbacks. To back. One of them is a winner and one of them is a loser. Okay. Jimmy oh. G is a winner. All and right. that's all that's gonna matter today. Niners. Right. Wow. That's fair. Oh boy. Some the, the studio, the heat has been turned up. I think someone's touching the thermometer or something. All right. Really, this one's not s- hard for me. I don't see either one of these championship weekend games really being close. Which stinks, I, but... Give me the Rams in a blowout as well. They'll easily cover <laughs> three and a half points. I, I, There's something in my mind, too, about playing a team two times in such a, a, a short span of time. I can't see the Rams and Sean McVay getting outcoached by Shanahan again. I know they're, they're kind of arch nemesises, and it's going to be a division matchup, and... This is this, in my opinion, is going to be the game of the day. Even though I don't think either one of these games is going to be also great, but give me the Rams in an absolute blowout. Trent, final word. One pride. Go Matthew Stafford. Um, mm, gosh, I gotta have something better. Ready to well, hmm. we, we're ready to roll. Ready right? to roll. Ready to roll. All right, I absolutely love it. Hey, if you're interested, feel free to tell a friend about the show. Tell two friends. About and the if show. you missed any of the show, we are on Apple Podcasts, yes, we Spotify, are. Amazon, Impact89FM.org/sports, or wherever you find your podcasts. From Luke Sloan, Trent Valley, Henry Menegos, Jay DeCoster, and Matt Merrifield, big crowd in the studio today. Great show. We will see you next week on the Green and White Report. Go Rams! Radio Man. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org/sports. <laughs> <laughs>